Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears football. We're just 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show. A look at tonight's Waynedale game and a chat with Coach Matt Zerker. Brought to you by PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Ripman High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Patrick Mitchell, and on our PNC Bank pregame show tonight, we're going to be taking a look at the Waynedale Golden Bears Ripman Indians football game this evening. Waynedale comes into this one with a five and three overall mark, two and three in conference play, while Ripman is identical. They are five and three overall and two and three in conference play. Also, the Bears come into tonight breaking a two-game losing streak last week over Dalton with a big. Highest offensive output that they've had all season long, 49-14 to over the Bulldogs, while Rittman won over Northwestern 20-17 to in an upset. That was their first home win in league play since 2011. And the Rittman Indians come into tonight. They are guaranteed of their first 500 or above season since 2010 and just their second in a decade since 2005. They are ranked this week number 11 in Region 19, Division 6, while the Bears are sixth in the computer points this week in Division 5, Region 16. And, of course, one win should put them into the playoffs at the end of the year. Two wins could conceivably give them a home game on that first weekend of the playoffs. Pat, as we look at this one, I thought coming into this season, looking at this game, it was a trap game. We're going to talk to Matt Zerker about it at the during the pregame show interview tonight. He doesn't. He thought it could have been, but now since Ripman's coming in off of a win and they're playing good football, he thinks that the Indians have got the attention of the Bears. Yeah, when you look at the schedule before the season even starts, you assume uh, you know Ripman's a an easy win on the on the calendar, and um, they've shown that they're a much improved football team and. Um, as you said, just kind of a, a little bit of a trap game uh, before the end of the season, but uh, they showed that they can play and they showed that they can win ball games. So, um, as you said, Coach Zerger told us last week after uh, the game when he found out that Northwestern lost to him that should get his boys' attention and uh, they should come ready to play. You know, the one thing the Bears had their highest offensive output. Last week, 49 points against the Dalton Bulldogs. We talked about it during the game. We weren't sure if maybe that was the caliber of the team that they were playing in Dalton or if it was just the fact that the Bears had finally gotten their act together. Yeah, we. Uh, I think it was a combination of a few things, um, you know, the caliber of the play, but Dalton couldn't have come at a better time for the Bears coming off of two losses. They needed to a team that they knew that they could beat and work out all the kinks and everything. Um, And we saw kids in different positions and some different formations. So uh, the coaching staff is throwing some wrinkles out there that the kids are uh, seem that they're adapting to. So um, hopefully that starts to trend into the right direction. And we could see some more wrinkles tonight. We'll talk about that coming up just a little bit later on. Waynedale leads this all-time series. 31 wins. Rittman has 21. Four of them ended up in a tie. Last year, Waynedale had 49 points in that game all in the first half. They've defeated Rittman over at Apple Creek on October 24th, 49-15. to the Bears, as I said, scored all their points in the first half. Nick Strasbaugh had four touchdowns, three by passing, one rushing. Reed Stanley had two. And Matt McMillan had an interception for a touchdown for the Indians. But that is all thrown out when you look at this one tonight. You're at Rittman. You're downtown. It is, I said earlier, to call this place cozy would be an insult to the word cozy in the dictionary. 
But this one, you're right on top. If you're a fan, you are right on top of the field. And it is a very, very close environment for a high school game. Yeah, it's uh, super tight and just uh, not not uh, a great place to play um, from experience. It's just not not too fun. So, But if you can get past all that and the aspects of the field and the conditions and everything, then um, you should be okay. I mean, once you get that all cleared out of your mind and realize that you're on a football field that's the same dimensions as uh, what you play on every every other night and practice on, then you're okay. Well, we'll take a look at the Wayne County Athletic League standings. They're almost a shoe-in that Norwayne is going to win it now. We'll take a look at computer points, talk with Matt Zerker. We'll do all that when our PNC Bank pregame show continues after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. It is senior night tonight at Rittman, just as it will be next week when Waynedale will host their final home game of the regular season against Smithville. But tonight all the attentions are turned towards the Rittman Indians here this evening. Last night, though, the Waynedale girls volleyball team got a big win over Northwestern as they won that game in three, and they are moving on to the district semifinals. That will be played on Tuesday night, and they're going to be taking on the number four ranked team in the state, the Oroville Red Riders, who are going to go into that game with a 22-1 and record. In case you missed it, the JV football game scheduled for tomorrow, that was supposed to be played at Waynedale. Well, it has been moved to Northwest, and that will be played at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. So that is a change. It is at Northwest, not at Waynedale. That will be played at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning between Rittman and the Bears. In cross-country action tomorrow, Waynedale will be at the Division Three Medina District. In boys' soccer action, Waynedale is playing at Chippewa in the Division Three Brunswick sectional final. That will be at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Well, Patrick, the games that we've been keeping a close eye on, the teams I should say we've been keeping a close eye on, as far as computer points are concerned for the Bears this year, we want to look at what they did last week. And it's really, it's been Ridgewood that has helped the Bears out tremendously. They won last week 38 to nothing over Tusky Central Catholic. Tuslaw, they beat Tusky Valley, though, 14 to 6. But Triway came up with a big win over CVCA, 28 to 20. So that really catapulted, along with the victory over Dalton, the Bears into the sixth spot in the computer rankings this week. Yeah, as you said, it, it was really the uh, Ridgewood victory. Um, Ridgewood played last week on Saturday, and looking at everything on Friday night before the game, uh, Wayndo was in seventh, and then after the the victory by Ridgewood, they uh, jumped up to number six. So again, as you said, uh, Ridgewood's really been uh, helping the Bears out this season, and um, showing that they're they were a tough team, and you know obviously the Bears can can play very well in, in dismantling uh, Ridgewood earlier in the season. Well, right now, if you would look at the computer rankings, and if the playoffs were to start tonight, the Bears would actually play 
Millbury Lake, and that would be at Millbury uh, coming up the in two weeks is when that will happen. But Norway is the number one team in the region. And really, Pat, I think the Bobcats have got a hold of the number one spot. They've got two games left, Northwest, uh, Northwestern tonight, then they've got Rittman next week. If uh, A win in either one of those games is actually going to give them the WCAL. But if they win out, they're going to be the number one team in the district. Yeah, it looks uh, definitely like they will be. Um, I believe uh, Milan Edison has a chance to be number one, but they got two tough games left. Um, if, if they win both those games, then they, they definitely deserve to be uh, number one. But um, they'll they'll probably drop at least one of those games, and uh, as you said, Norway will probably win their last two and, and end up being number one in the region. Well, and Edison, as you said, is number two this week. Lake is number three. Swanton, very unusual with Swanton. They are a, a high Division five school, but they play only Division six and seven teams. Of the games that they've played this year, of the ten, they're only going to play three that are above Division Six, and they've gone two, uh, one and two in those games. So Swanton is at number four. Then comes Chippewa, Waynedale, Rossford, and Liberty Benton round out the top eight in Region Sixteen. Now over on Division Six, the division that Rittman is in. Rittman comes in at number eleven this week, but Smithville is right there at number three. They are behind Columbia and Columbiana. After Smithville is Cuyahoga Heights at number four, Kirtland five, David Anderson six, Western Reserve and McDonald round out the top eight. And then there's Hillsdale. Hillsdale, if they could pick up a victory in their last two games, one of their last two games, Pat, they'd probably sneak in into that number eight spot. Yeah, the one they really need is is tonight against Chippewa. Um, I'm not sure. I think their last game is against Dalton. So, you know, if they lose... Lose tonight and beat Dalton, they're probably not going to get a whole lot of points. So um, if, if they want to continue their season, they're going to have to come out ready to play and ready to beat a good quality team and try to sneak into uh, into the playoffs there. And, uh, you know, I'll be rooting for them because if, if they beat Chippewa, then that gives us more points than we were expecting. So uh, we'll definitely take that. And there's still a shot that the Bears could actually host a game, like we said. If they win out, the possibility of them hosting a game in the first weekend of the playoffs are very, very high. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely real. Um, not something every seven and three team gets a chance to do. Uh, if they would win out, they would be seven and three. So, um, you know, it definitely be nice considering how large the region is. Um, you definitely would rather have a team from two and a half hours away come to you rather than go that way and try to play a football game. Absolutely, Norway. Like we said, they're five and zero oh in the conference. A win in either one of their last two games clinches the conference championship for the Bobcats. Chippewa and Smithville, along with Northwestern, are all at three and two, tied for second. Then comes Waynedale, Hillsdale, and Ritman at two and three in conference play, and Dalton holds up the bottom at zero oh and five. Norway is playing at Northwestern tonight. The Bobcats six and one overall. They're ranked tenth in Division Five this week, according to the Associated Press. And Northwestern, after beating us three weeks ago they've fallen upon hard times and they can't seem to be able to to move the football pat yeah they just absolutely struggled last week um something you really wouldn't guess that you would see out of northwestern who uh, had their offense clicking pretty well but um just kind of goes to show how tough this ripping team can be especially when you're playing over here well the bobcats are ahead in the all-time series in that one between norway and northwestern 31 to 18 Dalton is going to be at Smithville tonight. This is another game that the Bears would love to see Dalton get 
their act together and actually pull out a victory over Smithville. It would help tremendously because then they would get some points off of the Dalton win a week ago. But the probability of that happening, Dalton is just in one of those seasons where it is just a down year for them. 0-5 in the conference, 1-7 overall, while Smithville tied for second at 6-2 and overall, 3-2 and in the conference. Yeah, uh, Smithville's obviously the clear favorite in that, in that ball game. Um, but, hey, you never know what happens. This, this league's been crazy this year, as um, the newspaper's been talking about all week, how it's been a roller coaster ride, so you never know. And, you know, Smithville is back to playing Smithy football. They ran 50 times last week. They rushed the ball 50 times and had 261 yards on the ground. They're back to playing Smithville football. Yeah, they just uh, do what they do what they're used to doing, and they do it very well, and they're very disciplined, and... Um, if you're not ready to play and you're not going to be physical, then the, the odds of beating them are, are pretty slim. Um, if you're physical up front and uh, you got the athletes to match them, then, then you should have a pretty good chance at, at winning the game. You know, For example, when we were talking to Coach Zerker after the game and he found we told him that Chippewa had lost to Smithville, uh, we basically said without looking at the, at the film, we can pretty much assume that uh, Smithville was just more physical than Chippewa. Absolutely. Now Chippewa at six and two, three and two overall. They are at Hillsdale tonight, five and three and two and three in conference play. A win by Hillsdale tonight would give Waynedale more points because we beat the Falcons. Chippewa really doesn't help us if, uh, as far as the points are concerned if they defeat Hillsdale tonight. And Hillsdale comes into that one losers of three of their last four. Yeah, just uh, you know, not something when you looked at everything at the beginning of the year that you would have thought out of Hillsdale. Um, but you can make all the predictions you want, but when it comes down to playing the games, um, you got to execute and you you got to win. So um, teams really aren't, including the Bears, they're not really where you thought they would be at the end of the season or at the end of the regular season. But um, you just got to keep playing football and, and fight through. Now, definitely the Wayne County League has been one of those topsy-turvy seasons this year. Now, the Chips lost last week in an emotional fashion to Smithville on a TD with under two minutes left. So it's going to you know, really determine how the Chips are going to come back after losing that one in, in that kind of a fashion, Pat. Yeah, they, uh, they dropped a, a tough one earlier in the year, before, the week before we played them, uh, to Norway. And, you know, we kind of talked... How, how are they going to bounce back? Are they going to come out ready to play? Or are they going to be kind of down? And in my opinion, that first quarter, they were kind of down, not really ready to play. And uh, had things gone a little bit differently for for Waynedale, you know, the, the touchdown doesn't get called back with the holding penalty and whatnot. Um, you know, their their emotion could have been down even more, and that ball game could have been totally different. But um, Chippewa, in really any sport, they're, they're a team of momentum. If you give them momentum... And anything, they're going to run with it, and they're going to be uh, pretty close to a team that you can't beat. Once the uh, the tide starts to turn and they have a little bit of adversity is when they um, start to falter a little bit and they become a uh, beatable team. Well, as I said, Chippewa at Hillsdale tonight, and Chippewa leads that all-time series 30 wins to 15 for the Falcons. Elsewhere around the area tonight in high school football, Gilmore Academy is playing at Loudonville. Orville will be at Clear Fork. Tusla at Manchester. West Holmes goes to Worcester. It's Indian Valley at Triway. Malvern goes to Ridgewood. And Kenmore will be at Tusky Valley. Well, we'll talk with head coach Matt Zerker about tonight's game against the Rittman Indians. We'll do that when our PNC Bank pregame show continues after this timeout. 
Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and help save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We are back on tonight's PNC Bank pregame show from Ritman, and with us now is head coach Matt Zerker of the Waynedale Golden Bears. Matt, we said it last week during the interview, it was time just to go out, and the only thing I think you had to be concerned about was just get a win. The team came out, got the win. Yeah, the kids played very well. Um, you know, it's kind of against the wall and on the mat, and it's uh, worked hard last week and uh, bounced back and played well last Friday night. You know, the one thing that Patrick and I talked about on the air was the fact that the Bears seemed to come out and they had a different attitude about them. They seemed relaxed. They weren't they weren't afraid to make a mistake. They went out and they played good, relaxed, aggressive football. How did you look at it? Yeah, the kids did play very well. Um, you know, I think for the most part this year, we've come out of the gate and played pretty well that way. Um, you look back even to our losses in the first quarter, first quarter and a half, we played well. Um, it wasn't until kind of that adversity kind of struck where we kind of would lose confidence and maybe tighten up a little bit. And um, obviously Friday night that didn't happen. So, um, you know, we're able to play loose for four quarters and saw what we were capable of. Matt Reed Stanley had a big game. Is he finally... Hope, knock on wood, over the uh, high ankle sprain. Yeah, he, he seemed to have turned the corner last week. I know in conversations with him, we wanted to find out, you know, what he felt really good doing, and we tried to put him in that position a lot more last week, and uh, we were able to get him on the perimeter, and uh, obviously you saw him catch a couple balls as well, so that, you know, that was able to get him out in space, and obviously he's fantastic in space. Well, he's healthy, he runs well between the tackles, but, you know, he just hasn't had quite that extra burst and strength to break tackles his inside cuts, and, um, you know, Friday night he, he was able to get to the perimeter and stay healthy, and, uh, you know, we're hoping that he's kind of turned that corner with that both mentally and physically. You know, you lined him up on the wing a few times in the second half, too. Was that by design? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as part of that conversation of, you know, what he what he felt comfortable doing and what he felt best doing, you might say, and um, even though he's traditionally been kind of that back in the backfield, uh, we were able to move him around a little bit and uh, get him the ball on the perimeter and out in space, and obviously he made the most of it. When he's playing well, Matt, it really makes Nick Strasbaugh better, and then in, in turn it makes Nick Strasbaugh, when he's playing better, it makes Reed better, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Not just those two, but I mean, everybody else around them. You know, when, when you've got to focus on Nick the way you do on the perimeter or even when he's in the backfield, and then you have Reed, who's, you know, very dangerous and very, very capable. And unfortunately, just hasn't been quite himself this year with the injury. Uh, but seems to be, you know, taken into shape. And, uh, you know, when you have two big steps like that, that just makes everybody else's job that much easier. Well, let me ask you this. Is every game now, you've got Ritman and Smithville next week, and then hopefully the playoffs. Is every game now for you a playoff game? 
Yeah, it's kind of, a, you know, it's still one game at a time, and it's still, you know, regular season, but these guys know what's on, what's at stake, and they know that, uh, you know, with the three losses that we have, that we're in a great position, but we got to finish strong, we got to win the next two weeks. So uh, a little bit of that mindset, absolutely. You know, backs are against the wall, and there's not, not any more opportunities to, to have a letdown. Talk a little bit, Matt, about the, the job that Levi Nelson is doing at Rittman. He has taken a team that was really – at the bottom of the barrel, and in a year and a half, and with two games left to go in this season, they've performed a lot of firsts. What has he done to really improve this program over there for the Indians? Uh, number one, the kids are playing hard all the time. Uh, you see that on film. That pops out at you right away. You know, they're competing um, almost regardless of what the scoreboard is saying, whether they're winning or losing. Uh, you really can't tell by their effort and their attitude, their body language on the film, which, you know, is uh, first and foremost what all coaches want to get out of their players when they start. And so um, give him a lot of credit and his staff a lot of credit for that. And, um, you know, they've managed to stay healthy this year, I think, which is a big part of it. And as you know, with the game of football, you know, injuries play a big part in what going on and um, you know they stayed healthy and they don't have a lot of numbers but you know it looks like the same same starting five from five weeks ago is what we're seeing this week so um, you know that's a big part of it and getting a little bit lucky and staying uh, fortunate that way and they've been able to do that and you're seeing it pay off on the field. You know Matt McMillan seems to be the guy that I would be most concerned about on offense is that the way you're looking at it when you look at them? You know, he, he's a good athlete and, you know, he's a playmaker on both sides of the ball. Obviously had the uh, huge night last week with the interceptions and, um, you know, they, they played very, very well last week. And, you know, we talked about the injuries and matchups a little bit. You know, Northwestern came out of our game and they ended up having a few kids that didn't play last week and their quarterback was banged up and it looked like it on film. And so, um, give them credit though. They went out and, you know, picked him off six times and, um, won a big ball game. Well, as you go into these last last two weeks, Matt, how difficult a place is it? I know Rittman, and you know the sidelines are close to the stands. You're right there in the middle of town. How difficult is it to play in a stadium like that? Yeah, it's actually kind of a fun environment. You know, we're not used to the the. Um you know, your fans being on top of you as close as you are there. Uh, so we've always thought both as you know when we had enough. As players, you know, some of my staff have played there, and obviously now we've coached there. And, um, you know, it's kind of a neat place to play because it's so much different. But um, going on the road, especially this year in our league, is always tough. And so, you know, we have to handle ourselves and be focused and bring it from the start. Any worries from the coaching staff about how this could be a trap game with the arch rival Smithville the following week? No, there's no such thing as a trap game at this point in the season. Not with what we've talked about before with our backs against the wall. I mean, these guys know that we got to go on the road. we got to win a game against a good football team. And, um, you know, they're just focused on the task at hand and getting that job done. We'll see you after the game. Thanks, Dave. We'll be back with more of our pregame show after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Dave Mitchell, Patrick Mitchell back here at Rittman High School just minutes before tonight's game between Waynedale and Rittman here this evening. Pat, last week, Rittman coming up with that big win over Northwestern. And Levi Nelson, we've touched upon this with Matt Zerker on the interview. 
He, in his second year, he's 16-31 and 31 as head coach of this team, and he has done just an outstanding job bringing this Ritman team back from, you know, three years ago. This, this program was down as far as you could get, and in two years, he's brought it back up to respectability. Yeah, exactly as you said. He's, he's done a great job, and especially being uh, a young coach, um, for him to be able to do this and, and bring some respect back to the program and make people not only around the area but around the state kind of open their eyes and see what uh, see what this team is doing and, and get some wins under the belt. He, it's uh, kudos to him and, and what he's done. They've had two firsts this year. They won their first game at home since 2011 last week, and they beat Dalton on September 25th, 25-10 for their first league win since 2013. And that was when they beat the Bears. And now let's pause for the Ritman High School and our national anthem. Ritman High School Band with tonight's national anthem. As we were saying, as far as the Ritman Indians were concerned, last week, Matt McMillan, who's probably their best overall athlete, all-sport athlete, he had four interceptions in that game, Pat, and that is something that Brevin Reby, as far as the offense for the Bears are concerned, they're going to have to figure out where he is on defense and just go away from him. Yeah, that's uh, really two times in a row this year that uh, the Bears have taken on a team that had just picked off uh, the opposing quarterback the week before six times. Um, one with Northwestern and, and this time with Ritman. Hopefully this one fares out to be a little bit better than the first time. And like we said, the Ritman Indians are looking for their first winning season since 2005. The Bears, under head coach Matt Zerker, you made an interesting point earlier tonight heading over here that the visiting team overall on the Bears' entire season are 1-7. and seven. Yeah, just a, a just a weird odd stat. Um, you know, the only one win in all those games is the Bears' victory over at Triway, and um, obviously something that needs to change. Um, especially if you want to win in the playoffs, you got to win away from home. You know, you might get one home game, but other than that, you're going to be neutral every other time. So. Um, obviously something that needs to change again, and uh, that starts with tonight. As far as the injury report is concerned, the Bears are as healthy as they've been all season long, according to Coach Zerker. And Josh Miller, he's not out on the field. He's the running back and leading rusher for the Ritman Indians. We did not see him warming up. We don't know if he's going to be playing, so he is questionable for tonight's game. It's Waynedale at Ritman, and the kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the PNC Bank pregame show, brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, 
member FDIC. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Hi, I'm Benny Wells. Whatever the sport, wherever it's played, there's one thing that student athletes, coaches, and fans can all share, sportsmanship. The Ohio High School Athletic Association Respect the Game campaign reminds us that school sports are so much more than wins and losses. On behalf of the OHSAA, let's all do our part to make school sports a fun, positive, and rewarding experience that student athletes will remember for a lifetime. Every game, every time, let's all respect the game. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi, call 830-9760. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. And by the Shout Brothers Farms. Now let's go to the stadium for tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. From Ritman High School, good evening everyone. Welcome to UltimateSportsTalk.com where tonight we have got the Waynedale Golden Bears 5-3 and three overall, 2-3 and three in conference play. On the road for the final time in the 2015 regular season, taking on the Ritman Indians who are also 5-3 and three overall and 2-3 and three in conference play. The Bears coming off of their victory last week over Dalton, their highest offensive scoring output of the year, 49 points. And Rittman comes into this one on senior night, their final home game, and they're also coming off of a victory over Northwestern. Pat, at the beginning of the year, this one may not have been what we thought it was going to be, but tonight, both teams coming in off a win. They're both in the same spot as far as overall record and conference record. This one is not an easy one. No, definitely not. As you said, uh, looking at the schedule before the season even starts, you think this is going to be... Uh, just an easy game and a, a cakewalk, but uh, as we've seen, the, the Bears are definitely going to have to come to play tonight. Bears are going from right to left across your computer screen, and they will be receiving the kickoff as Rittman deferred. Matt McMillan is kicking it off. It's going to be taken in by Antoine Lewis at his own 25 to the 30 to the 35, out across the 40 to the 42-yard line. So a nice 17-yard return by Antoine Lewis, and the Bears will start at their own 42-yard line with Brevin Reby at the controls of the Bears, completing 60% of his passes this year. He's got a 140.1 quarterback rating. Behind him in the backfield will be Reed Stanley. In the slot position, Nick Strasbaugh leading the area with 20 total touchdowns on the year. Antoine Lewis and Aaron Spidell will go out wide, and Isaiah Menue, or I should say Titus Bixler, is starting at one of the slots. 
out of the empty backfield. Now moving in motion is Reed Stanley. He gets the handoff off the left-hand side across the 45 to the 50 and out to the 49-yard line. So a gain of nine yards on the opening play of the game for the Bears, and it brings up second and one, nine yards on the pickup by Reed Stanley. Nice little opening play there for the Bears. Obviously, if you can get nine yards every play, you're doing okay. And they're lining up Reed Stanley in the slot again at the wings, wings position on the left-hand side. Out of the empty backfield, Reed goes in motion. Fake handoff to him. Dropping back is Reby. He's going to throw deep. He's got Strasbaugh open, complete, down to the 15-yard line. And he's going to spin and get down inside the 13-yard line on the pickup. 36-yard reception for Nick Strasbaugh, and the Bears have it first and 10 at the 13 of Rittman. Nice little play there. Caught Rittman off guard. They thought uh, the, the jet sweep was going to go to Reed Stanley there and threw a nice little pass deep. Receivers out wide on both sides. In the backfield is Nick Strasbaugh. Out of the shotgun, it is Reby. Handoff up the middle to Strasbaugh. Cuts it inside the 10, down to the 6, where he is taken down by Mike Evans of Rittman. So a gain of 7 yards on the run for Nick Strasbaugh. Second down, and the Bears go hurry up. Lining up tight end left for the first time this year is Adam Mullet. He's number 85 tonight. Reby. Handoff up the middle. No, Reby's going to keep it. Pitches it out on the left-hand side to Stanley, and he takes it in for the score. Into the corner of the end zone. So a nice six-yard run by Reed Stanley. 10-39 left to go in this first quarter of play, and the Bears are on top of it already by a score of 6 nothing. And you couldn't really ask for a better start by the Bears. Just, uh, you know, set up by good field position by the good uh, kickoff return by Antoine Lewis, and then... What, four plays later, uh, four or five plays later, putting it in the end zone. Jarrett Wanzik will come in to attempt the extra point. Bears on top of it, six to nothing. Reby the holder, good snap. He gets it down, kick is drilled up, and it is through. So there is 10-39 left to go in this first quarter of play, and your score, it's Waynedale seven and Rittman nothing. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Where can you get food smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg? Build your own burgers, try our brisket and pulled pork, and every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction, so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sunday, 11 to 8, located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Well, the Bears on that take it over from their 42, and they go in for the score, the opening score of the night. They lead it 7 to nothing, and Wanzik will kick it off, and he kicks it deep around his own 5-yard line, taken in by Matt McMillan of the Rittman Indians. He takes it across the 20 to the 25, and he is knocked dead in his tracks by the Bears. And it looks like Tucker Worth who got that tackle, along with Austin Rogers. So Rittman will start 1st and 10 from their own 27-yard line. Logan Stanley also in on that tackle. So, Rittman will come out starting at their quarterback, Matt Evans. 
He's got four touchdown passes this year, 67 for 120 in the passing department. And in the backfield behind him will be Manny Garza starting in place of the injured Josh Miller. And Garza is going to take it out. Check out, that's Todd Ramsire taking it out across the 30 to the 32-yard line. So Todd Ramsire with the first carry of the evening for Rittman. Picks up five, and it's second and five. Adam Mullet is wearing number 85 tonight and not his usual number of 62, which leads us to believe that he's going to be in a receiving position, and he already was on offense at the tight end spot in that last drive. Dropping back, Mike Evans out of the shotgun. He looks out to his right. He's got to scramble out of the pocket. Now he's going to be hit and dropped at about the 32-yard line for no gain. So he gets back to the line of scrimmage, but no gain on the play, and it will bring up third and five yards to go. It just looked like a broken play there. Uh, he was looking for somebody to go deep. Nobody went deep, and two guys went uh, two guys went short. About 9.27 left to go in this first quarter of play. We are located just to the right of the visitor's press box, and it is very, very difficult to see the clock from here, so we'll try to keep an eye on that clock moving. Evans out of the shotgun. He rolls out to his left, looks upfield, can't find anybody. Now throws it on the left, throws it upfield to Tucker... Tristan Kidd, and it's over his head and incomplete. Coverage on the play by Brevin Reby. So the incompletion brings up third down and along five yards to go. Make it fourth down and along five yards to go. About six yards to go is what they'll call it. And Matt McMillan will drop back and will punt this ball away from about his own 25. Set back to return Aaron Spidell on the far side. Nick Strassball on the near hash mark back about at the 40-yard line. McMillan, back at about his own 20, gets a good snap. He's going to bring it down and punt the football away and gets a good punt that's going to go over the head of Strasbaugh, hit at the 26, and it will bounce down inside the 20, inside the 15, and will be down at the 10-yard line. Boy, what a nice punt of 58 yards on the punt for Matt McMillan, and the Bears will start first and 10 from their own 10. Yeah, as you said, a nice little punt there. Um, Strasbaugh and Spidell were up a little further and than what they've seen on films. Obviously, McMillan and we even saw before the game that he didn't have too strong of a leg, but uh, he got a hold of that one. 8.54 to go in this first quarter of play. Bears come out. They're adorned in their white road uniforms with gold pants, brown numerals, and trim. Reby with the single setback behind him now, Nick Strasbaugh. Wing right is Reed Stanley, out slot right, Antoine Lewis, ball in the near hash mark. Reby barking out the signals, now moving a motion to Stanley, lines up behind Reby. Fake handoff, goes on the cross buck to Nick Strasbaugh, off right tackle, takes it across the 10, out to the 12-yard line for a gain of two. Second down, eight yards to go for the Bears from their own 12-yard line. Bears are showing a lot of lot more different formations, Pat, than they had early in the season. Yeah, you know, just trying to see... Uh, what works and putting guys in different positions so it's a little bit tougher to key in on them on a certain spot. And um, As we saw last week, it worked, and so far this game, it's working as well. Reby with Strasbaugh right behind him. Fake handoff to Strasbaugh. Reby running the option. Pitches it out to Reed Stanley. He fumbled the football, and it'll be brought in by Matt McMillan on the fumble recovery at the Waynedale 12-yard line. 
Boy, that was just a late pitch, and Reed couldn't bring it in. And the Bears give it up on the fumble. Uh, pitch pitch looked good. Um, you know, he as you said, just couldn't bring it in. As a running back, you're taught when you run the option, you're always looking at the quarterback until you get the ball. Uh, Reby put it where it's supposed to go, and um, Stanley just didn't didn't hold on to it. So Rittman has it. They're going to run the Wildcat. Todd Ramsire is going to run the Wildcat now for Rittman with Manny Garza in the backfield. And the fake handoff from Ramsire is going to keep it right up the middle across the 10 down to the 6. So a gain of 7 on the play for Todd Ramsire. He's their leading receiver this year. Josh Miller, who's their leading rusher, came into this game with 897 total yards. He's out with a leg injury and not playing this evening. Mank Evans, the quarterback, he goes out wide left. Matt McMillan wide left also in the slot. Manny Garza lines up behind Ramsire out of the shotgun on second and four. High snap, it goes over the head of Ramsire. He's going to have to go back outside the 20, and he's going to down it at the 25-yard line on the fumble recovery. Boy, big loss on the play of about 15 yards all the way back to the 24-yard line. Yeah, you know, uh, Bears turn it over inside their own red zone, and uh, Rittman... It does him a little favor there by the bad snap. So now it will be third and 27 at the 24-yard line. Well, it will be third and about 20. They're calling it ball on the 24. They're calling it third and 27 on the scoreboard, but they're only at the 24. Now Mike Evans is back at quarterback. They leave the... Sh- Wildcat alone. Evans rolls out to his left. He's going to throw it into the end zone, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the pass upfield to Todd Ramsire, and Aaron Spidell with good coverage on the play. And now it will be fourth down. And about 22 yards to go. They need to get just inside the two-yard line to pick up a first down, and they're located at the 24. So fourth down for Rittman on the play. With 6.50 left to go, Bears on top of it, 7 to nothing here in the first quarter. It looks like they're going to try to kick it. They're well, going to try to kick a field goal. Matt McMillan is coming in, and it, boy, we saw his leg before the game, and he's going to attempt a 40-yard field goal attempt, and I'm not sure he can make this one. He kicks that one. It's blocked by the Bears, picked up, and it's going to be picked up, and it's going to be returned for a touchdown. It's going to be picked up on the block by Tristan Anderson. He's going to take it all the way for the score. Rittman just stopped after the punt was blocked, and Tristan Anderson picked it up at about the 32-yard line and ran it back 68 yards on the blocked field goal attempt for the score, and Waynedale leads it now 13 to nothing. Nice little heads up play there by uh, Tristan Anderson. Everybody stopped after it was blocked and he was the only one that picked it up and um, being a senior and playing a lot of football he knew to just keep running and um, good for him. You know, senior obviously doesn't get to touch the ball a lot. Good for him to get to score a touchdown this year. Absolutely. That's a defensive lineman's dream. Wanzik comes in to attempt the extra point, puts it up and through. So there is 6 minutes, 37 seconds left to go in this first quarter of play in your score. Waynedale 14, Rittman nothing. Need a satisfying snack on the go? In your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. 
At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Tristan Anderson with his first touchdown on the blocked field goal, and he just picked it up, ran it in, 68 yards, and the Bears lead it 14 to nothing. Yeah, um, not much of a blocked field goal. I think uh, McMillan more kicked it into his own guy, the back of his own guy, but it's crazy how football can, can turn just like that. You fumble the ball inside the red zone, bad snap happens, they go for a field goal, kick it into their own guy, and Wayndale picks it up when looks like momentum's going to turn, and all of a sudden they're up 14 nothing. So Jarrett Wanzik will kick it off. Back set to return Tristan Kidd and Matt McMillan for the Indians. It is a end-over-end kick straight down the middle of the field, taken in by McMillan right in the center of the field at the 25. He spins forward across the 25, out to the 29-yard line. They'll spark him just shy of the 30. So that's where the Indians will take over, first and 10. What a big, big blocked field goal by the Bears. And we'll see, uh, you know, really two three and outs for the first two possessions defensively for the Bears. We'll see if they can keep that going uh, as we see Ramsars line up at quarterback again. Ball right at the 30-yard line is where they'll spot it. Now the officials are coming in. I'm not sure what they're looking at. But now they'll mark the ball ready for play. And Todd Ramsire back out of the Wildcat with six and a half minutes to go. And Ramsire, fake handoff. Now he runs out along the left-hand side and maybe struggles forward for about a yard on the play. Ty Straits with the tackle along with Titus Bixler. So just about a yard gain on the play. Second down, nine yards to go. Ball resting at the 31-yard line of Rittman. Brevin Reby started the game at cornerback, but they have moved him out of there and brought in Colton Purdy. And now they've got Isaiah Menue coming out wide left to pick up Matt McMillan defensively. Moving in motion is Kidd from the near side to the far side. Handoff goes off on the right-hand side to Ramsire. And Ramsire takes it across the 32 out to the 34-yard line. Just a gain of two yards on the play for Ramsire. He's got 15 yards total in this one. Josh Miller, their leading running back, is not playing here this evening. And obviously, it seems like, uh, from at least our standpoint, with Miller out, they're going to go to Ramsire to get a lot more touches. McMillan out slot left. Kid wing left. Three receivers out wide on that left-hand side with Ramsire lined up behind Evans out of the shotgun. Evans drops back. He's going to look left. Flush out of the pocket. Rolls to his right. Looks upfield. It is going to be complete to Kidd. Kidd collects it in at the 43 out to the 45-yard line. Maybe about the 46. Tackle made by Aaron Spidell, but he picks up the first down. 12-yard completion on the pass. First completion of the night for Mike Evans. Bears had him in the backfield, uh, Evans in the backfield, but just uh, he slithered away long enough to let Tristan Kidd come open across the middle. That's the first first down of the night for the Rittman Indians here in this first quarter with 4.50 remaining in it. Evans out of the shotgun. He's got McMillan out wide left, Kidd slot left. Lined up behind Evans out of the shotgun. 
or the pistol, I should say, is Ramsire. Ramsire gets the handoff right up the middle across the 50 into Waynedale territory to the 49-yard line. Gain of five yards on that carry. Boy, if this, if Ramsire was the backup running back to Miller, Miller must have really been playing good football. Yeah, he's a. I think Ramsire must have been more of a, a receiver the whole year. I'm looking at his numbers, but. They said, uh, let's put our best athlete at running back and put him in a quarterback and get him as many touches as possible. Ball at the 49-yard line of Waynedale. Second down, five yards to go. Evans, handoff to Ramsire. Off left tackle. Now pulls it out wide right, and he's going to take it across the 45, down inside the Waynedale 40 to the 39-yard line. Gain of seven on that carry. And the Rittman drive continues on a first down by Todd Ramsire. He's got it down to the Wayndale 39-yard line. First and 10 for the Indians. McMillan comes out wide right. Rittman gave us their roster earlier this week, and it does not have a 16 on it, and 16 is out wide left. And is going to get the handoff right up the middle, but he's going to be stocked up and down. Austin Rogers in there with Tristan Anderson and Ty Straits on the tackle. A loss of... About two on the play, right back to the 40. Make it a yard loss, and it's second and 11. First time the Bears have been able to stack up Ramsire in this game. They really read that play before it even started, just based on the motion that uh, Rittman did. Todd Ramsire now looks like he's going to be running the quarterback spot. Nope, he's not. It'll be Mike Evans. But Ramsire actually is the one that goes over and gets the signals from Levi Nelson at the sideline. Three minutes remaining in this first quarter. Evans rolls out to his right, looking upfield. Can't find anybody. Now throws it deep, and it is over the head of Manny Garza incomplete. Antoine Lewis was back there, but it was thrown over the head of Garza. Evans now one for four in the passing department, and it's third down, 11 yards to go on the incompletion. Yeah, Garza uh, just slithered open, and uh, pretty good coverage. Really a ball that floated up there and uh, should have been picked off. But, um, you know, fell to the ground, fortunate for Rittman, but it's third and 11 now, and time to come up with a big stop. Austin Rogers getting some more playing time at that linebacker position tonight, too, Pat. Yeah, we saw that a little bit last week, too, as well. Um, you know, just special teams and, and playing well in the JV games. Um, that'll, that'll get you more playing time on Friday nights. Evans out of the pistol, moving in motion to the far side is Kidd. They're going to throw it into the flat to Ramsire. It was a pass behind the line. He's going to throw it deep up the field, and it will be incomplete. Tried to get the pass up the field to the intended receiver, Jackson Yance. Yance, a 5'10", 160-pound receiver, and it was incomplete. And it will bring up fourth down and 11 yards to go, and let's see what Rittman decides to do here. That's one of the benefits, obviously, of playing man-to-man all the time is uh, you don't really get fooled too much on the uh, halfback passes. McMillan's going to punt the ball away from his own 50 on 4th and 11. Back set to around the 10-yard line is Strasbaugh to return this one. McMillan gets the punt away. It's punted to the far side of the field. Strasbaugh's going to let it bounce, and it will bounce inside the 5 and be down right inside the 5-yard line, and that is where Waynedale will take it over inside their own 5-yard line. There's an official timeout on the field. 2.33 left to go in this first quarter of play, and your score, Waynedale 14, 
Ripman, nothing. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com. So the Bears take it over first and ten from their own five-yard line. Handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley, and Logan Stanley is brought down right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Second down ten. Bears just shy of their own five-yard line. Clock running as the Bears backed up against their own end zone. 2-10 left to go in this first quarter of play. Waynedale on top of it, 14-0. Reby out of the pistol. Gets a handoff to Reed Stanley around the right-hand side. He's going to take it up across the 10-yard line, maybe to the 11. They're going to spot him right at the 10. So a gain of five yards on the carry for Reed Stanley. And boy, Reed Stanley being healthy brings a whole new dimension to this offense. Yeah, exactly as you said. Uh, um, you know, you're not just keying in on one guy with uh, Strasbar and two with Lewis. Um, you know, you got to key in on multiple guys to stop the running game for the Bears. Fake handoff up the middle to Strasbar, throws out in the flat, complete to Antoine Lewis at the 20. Gets a, makes a move to the left-hand side to the 25 to the 30. He's got one man to beat, and he'll be run out of bounds by Tristan Kidd at the 32-yard line. 17-yard reception for Antoine Lewis, and he did some nice moves to get pick up the first down for the Bears. Yeah, some nice little uh, footwork there uh, by Antoine. Usually we just see him go straight north and south, and he put on some very nice moves there. Brevin Reby, two for two in the passing department here tonight so far. First down, 10 for the Bears at the 36-yard line. Reby. Fake handoff. He's going to take it around the right-hand side, cut it across the 40, and he'll be stacked up and down at the 41-yard line. Gain of four yards on that. Carry for Brevin Reby. His first carry of the evening. And it's second down six. Reby this year, this year, as far as rushing the football, coming into the game, he had ran it 36 times for 105 yards. Fake handoff. He throws it out into the flat. Complete to Antoine Lewis at the 40. To the 45. Makes a move on the near side and takes it out to the 48-yard line. Eight yards on that reception to Antoine Lewis. And the Bears have another first down near midfield at their own 49. It's two catches tonight for 25 yards for Antoine Lewis. Ball at the Waynedale 49-yard line. Clock continues to move. We're under a minute. Fake handoff to Lewis. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley into Rittman territory and down to the 45-yard line. Gain of six for Logan Stanley. And it's second down and four for the Bears at the Rittman 45. 43 seconds remaining in this first period. Bears lead at 14 to nothing on a blocked field goal touchdown run of 68 yards by Tristan Anderson. to give them the 14 points. Stanley Brothers behind Reby in the backfield. Handoff to Reed. Stanley around the left-hand side. He'll take it down to the 40. And he's close to a first down, and he does have the first down on the gain of four. So Reed Stanley with four carries tonight, 15 yards. Bears have another first down. Their fourth of the first quarter at the 40-yard line of Rittman. 15 seconds left to go in this first quarter. 
Reby looks like the Bears will get one more playoff with Reed Stanley behind him in the backfield. Clock at eight seconds. Fake handoff. Reby's going to roll out to his right under a heavy rush by Evans. He's going to look upfield, throws, and it is complete. Is it complete to Antoine Lewis? It is at the 25-yard line. Nice diving catch by Antoine Lewis to collect it in at the 25-yard line, and it's a first down, and that is the end of the first quarter of play. When we return, Waynedale will have it at the Rittman 25-yard line, and your score at the end of one, it is Waynedale 14 and Rittman nothing. Experience a pleasant atmosphere and homemade comfort food daily at Deb's Den in Apple Creek. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's no assembly line food at Deb's Den. Everything is handcrafted and fresh, from the sandwiches to the soups and sides and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den, breakfast hours are Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Well, as we enter the second quarter of play, the Bears are on top of it by a score of 14 to nothing, and they've got the ball down to the Rittman 25-yard line, first and 10, on that great reception by Antoine Lewis. Yeah, nice scramble by Reby and a good job by uh, Antoine Lewis to come open across the middle. Reby out of the pistol, fake handoff to Stanley, rolls out to the near side, the short oh. side, throws over the middle, incomplete, and he had Isaiah Menuey come open at the last second in the end zone, and he was wide open. He was exactly as I said. He was wide open. Easy touchdown there for uh, Brevin and Isaiah, but um, ball fell incomplete, so you got to move on to the next one. So the ball at the 25-yard line for the Bears. Reby, he's going to fake handoff, throw it out into the flat, complete to Antoine Lewis. He breaks it across the 25 to the 20, takes it out to the near side, flag on the play. Antoine Lewis still on the move inside the 5, down to the 2, but there's a flag thrown back around the 17-yard line. It looks like it'll probably be holding on the Bears. And that's what it is. It will be a hold against Waynedale. So that will knock the Bears back from the 17-yard line, back to around the 27. That's the first penalty of the night against Waynedale, actually against either team here this evening. There is a flag on the play. You know, we noticed this all year, Pat. The Bears put up the signs to signal in the plays, and they've got pictures on the signs. And we noticed it last week in the locker room. Eric Reby's one of them. Yeah, we, uh, we had a nice little chuckle from that. <laughs> Moving in motion is Isaiah Menue, and now there's a flag on the play at the, just before the snap, and I'm not sure what the call is. It looks like they're going to call motion against the Bears. And are they calling delay of game? He, he just called delay of game. No, now they're saying illegal procedure. He signaled delay of game. I know his back's to us, but he crossed his arms. 
Okay, so it's illegal procedure against the Bears. Looked like Menuay was fine moving in motion. I didn't see anybody else moving. Must have been a, a flinch on the line or something. So now it brings up second down and about 20 for the Bears. Back at the 35-yard line. Reby's going to throw out to the far side. It is complete to Anton Lewis at the 20, trying to drag forward. He's going to take it down to the 15-yard line. He is close to a first down. They're going to mark him down at the 16, where he is after a pickup of about 18 on that reception. And he is close to a first down. About third and, call it two yards to go. Brevin Reedy, he is five for six. And Reed Stanley takes it off the right side, and he picks up the first down after a gain of three. And he'll take it down near the 12-yard line. Bears in the hurry up. Reedy out of the pistol with Reed Stanley right behind him. He's going to throw it out into the flat. It is complete to Isaiah Menue at the 10. Struggles forward to the 5, and he's run out of bounds right there at about the 5-yard line for a 6-yard reception on the pass with 10.58 to go in this first half. Sid Klein is going to be our guest at halftime. The head coach of the Wayndale girls basketball team. They open up practice tomorrow morning. Adam Mullet, who's been lined up at tight end, now leaves the ball game. Titus Bixler back in. He goes out wide left. Antoine Lewis, slot right. Aaron Spidella is wide right, almost on the sideline. Lined up in the backfield, Logan Stanley behind Brevin Reby. Moving in motion to the far side is Antoine Lewis. Handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley. Takes it behind the left tackle. He's going to be drugged down at about the... They're going to put him down at about the three-yard line, maybe the two. So a gain of two on the play for Logan. And the Bears will have third down and a yard, and Waynedale will take a timeout. Matt Zerker wants to talk things over. That's their first timeout here in the first half. 10.40 left to go in this first half of play. Waynedale on top of it, 14 to nothing. And the Bears will have it now third down, and they actually can pick up a first down inside the one-yard line. They don't have a uh, far to go, just a uh, yard, yard and a half, really. So and they want to figure out what's what's going to be best for them to pick up that uh, conversion. And, you know, one thing we've noticed, well, at least I've noticed, is the Bears have ran this whole offensive possession without Nick Strasbaugh in the game. I noticed Nick down on the sideline earlier. They were stretching out a calf muscle. And I don't, I don't think it's a huge injury thing. I think they're just... He's in there now, but I think they were just letting, you know, other guys get some reps out there and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, letting Nick take a little bit of a break. And in comes the thumper, Kyle Ice. Kyle's going to line up on the right wing, and normally when Ice is in the ball game, they like to run to his side. Strasbaugh's going to line up in the sh- Wildcat now. Ice is wing right. Antoine Lewis slot right with Bixler out on the near side to the right-hand side. Fake handoff. No, it is a handoff, and it goes to Reed Stanley on the jet. And Stanley is knocked down at the 8-yard line. So a loss of 3 yards on the play. Tackle made by Matt Evans. And the Bears back to the 8-yard line will bring in Jarrett Wanzik to attempt the field goal. On the year, he is 4 of 4, and they'll place the ball at the 15-yard line, so he'll try a 25-yard field goal here. Ball right in the middle of the field. 
Reby will be the holder. And the snap is down. The kick is up. It's away, and it is good. So Wanzik kicks the field goal in from 25 yards out. And your score here in the first half with 9.59 left to go in it. It is Waynedale 17 and Ripman nothing. When it comes to cheering on your team, chips and dip don't cut it. So build a better game plan. One that starts with tender, juicy pork. Kick things off with a pork tenderloin and sausage flatbread. Serve a slam dunk with sweet and spicy pork kebabs. Or hit it out of the park with hearty pork meatball sandwiches. With pork, there are countless ways to keep game day going strong. Find more winning ideas at porkbeinspired.com. Brought to you by Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers. A 25-yard field goal by Jarrett Wanzik, and the Bears now lead it 17 to nothing here at Ritman. And a nice drive to take it down from their own five-yard line and kick a field goal. Yeah, obviously uh, each possession you want to want to get some sort of points. You want to be greedy and get a touchdown every time, but um, at least Wendell was able to come away with three there. So back set to return for Ritman again. Matt McMillan and Tristan Kidd back around their own 10-yard line to receive this kickoff from Justin Wanzik, who will kick it off from his own 40. Bears going from left to right across your screen now in the second quarter of play. At halftime, we'll talk with Sid Klein, the Waynedale girls basketball coach. Wanzik kicks it off, and he kicks it off the side of his foot, and it goes out of bounds at about the 30-yard line. So the penalty will give it to Rittman at their own 35-yard line to start this drive. And it looks like that's where they will accept it at. That's the third penalty of the night against Waynedale. Rittman has yet to be penalized in this one. So Rittman will take it over first and 10 from their own 35. And back at quarterback is Mike Evans. Also out there now for Rittman. And another thing Rittman does, Tyler Gold is into the ball game. Another thing Rittman does is they do not put their numbers on their roster in numerical order. Yeah, they put them in by the, the class. So it throws us off a little bit. Yeah, you have to search for the number. McMillan comes out wide left. Out wide right is Tristan Kidd. Manny Garza in the backfield with Mike Evans. And Evans is going to roll out to his left. He's looking upfield to throw it, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the ball up the field to Galt, but he overthrew him and underthrew Matt McMillan. Evans is now one for five passing in this game for 12 yards. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 35-yard line with 9.54 remaining in the first half. Just a gorgeous night for football. Nice crowd here on both sides. Final home game of the year for the Indians. Bears will be at home next Friday night for their final home game, unless they get a playoff game, against Smithville. Evans with Garza moving in motion to the near side. Pitches it back out on the left-hand side, and the running back is going to be hit at the 30 and dropped at the 29-yard line. Loss of six on that play. Couldn't catch a number there. I tried to listen and uh, didn't, didn't get a number. Well, it's number 16, and like I said, he is not on the roster. So 16 ran the ball. Tonight his name is Johnny 16. <laughs> ball at the 29-yard line, and it's third down and 16 yards to go. 
for the Indians. Todd Ramsire comes out wide left. Out wide right is McMillan. They've got two receivers in the slot on the right-hand side. Ball in the near hash mark. Evans drops back to pass. Looks upfield. Gets good protection. Throws it out into the flat. Incomplete to Tristan Kidd. And Antoine Lewis was there ready to level him if he caught that pass. Yeah, Antoine, uh, good coverage there. Dropped a little bit to protect the sticks. And then he, he came up well and was ready to uh, deliver a hit if he needed to. So McMillan will drop back to punt the ball away from his own 29. Nick Strauss, ball, no check at. Aaron Spidell is going to drop back and return this one with nine minutes left to go in the first half. Now Colton Purdy is going to drop back with Spidell. And like you said, Nick Strasbaugh is not out there right now. And I see him on the sideline. He looks okay. McMillan's going to get the punt away. Partially blocked, and the Bears are going to get hit with roughing the kicker as they ran into McMillan. Ball will be downed in Waynedale territory at the 46. And McMillan is down at about the 20, and he is soaking this one up for all it's worth. Yeah, he... Uh, Tristan Anderson made uh, made contact with McMillan, but I think we all saw that it might have been tipped. Um, yeah, it looked like And it. the referee's waving it off now. He, he did talk with the other guys and uh, realized that it was tipped. So, uh, All right, it has been picked up. So the punt will be down at the Waynedale 46-yard line, and that's where the Bears are taking it over in their own territory because the ball was tipped. So the Bears get it first and 10 from their own 46. Strasbaugh is not in the ball game. 8.50 to go. Out wide left is Purdy. Slot left is Isaiah Menue. Wing left is Antoine Lewis. Back behind Brevin Reby is Reed Stanley. Out wide right is Aaron Spidell. Fake handoff to Stanley. Throw out into the flat. Complete to Antoine Lewis. He's got it at the 45. Struggles forward out to the 47-yard line. About a yard on the completion. That's the fifth catch of the night for Antoine Lewis. He's got 59 yards. Second down, nine yards to go from the 47. Reby out of the pistol with Logan Stanley right behind him. Fake handoff. And Reby's going to keep it. He fumbled the football. It looks like Reitman may have jumped on top of it. There's a, there is a big, big pile, and it will be Rittman's football. Second fumble of the night and the second coughed-up fumble of the night. And Todd Ramsire picked up the fumble, and Rittman will take it over at the Waynedale 47-yard line. And that's just uh, two two turnovers by the Bears and two times that it really hasn't been caused by anything that Rittman's done. Um, just, uh, just bobbling the ball. And it's been out of that option offense that the Bears have used. Evans is going to hand it off to Ramsire, and Ramsire is going to take it down to the 36-yard line. Austin Rogers with a nice one-on-one tackle, followed up by Titus Bixler. Just a yard gain for Ramsire. Second down, nine yards to go. Austin Rogers is making the most of the playing time he's getting. Yeah, he's he's been doing a great job out there. As I said before, it started really early in the season with doing uh, good on special teams and, and playing well on Saturday morning games, and he's he's earned a spot out there. 7.45 left to go in the first half. Evans with Garza right behind him. 
Handoff goes to Kidd. Kidd caught up the football. Has to go back into his own territory at the 45. Spins away. He's going to be hit at the 40 and brought down all the way back to the 49-yard line, making about the 39-yard line. All the way back to the 40. Boy, a loss of 12 yards on that fumble. He, all he did was just try to switch hands with it and coughed it up. I wonder if uh, something's on the footballs tonight that makes them a little slippery. So they tried to come with the jet, and they lost 14 all the way back to the Wayndale 40-yard line. So it's third down, 23 yards to go for the Indians. Receivers out wide on both sides. Todd Ramsire, the single setback behind Mike Evans. He drops straight back. Evans on the blitz. Now he's going to roll out to his left. He's going to take it across the 40 and be run out of bounds at about the 47-yard line, still in Rittman territory. So a gain of eight yards on that scramble by Evans, but it will still bring up fourth down and 14 yards to go. And it's punting time for the Indians again. They have punted the football away out of their four possessions three times, and the fourth time was that blocked field goal attempt. 6.45 left to go. 17-0, Waynedale on top. McMillan will punt the ball away from about his own 40-yard line. Back set to return Purdy and Spidell. Oh, jeez. And that pit punt is taken in by Spidell at the 17-yard line, across the 20 to the 25, out to the 30-yard line. He'll spin forward and take it out to the 33-yard line, and that's where the Bears will take it. First and 10 at their own 33-yard line. That was a nice hold, wasn't it? Tristan Anderson came free again and looked like he might be able to get through and and block another one. And the end on the Rittman line just grabbed him by the jersey and held his shoulder pad, but no call there. Nick Strasbaugh still on the sideline. I think Matt Zerker's thinking, why why bother? Why, Why put him in danger if his... This hamstring is bothering him. On the jet sweep, it is Reed Stanley. And Stanley's going to take it out to about the 34-yard line. Pick up of about a yard on the play for Reed. It's his seventh carry of the night. He's got 16 yards, but I hate to use a term from Remember the Titans. He's like Novocaine. You just, just keep going with it, and it'll soon, sooner or later kick in. Yeah. And now the Bears are going to use another timeout. We will uh, also. Injury timeout. Injury timeout. Uh, Rittman player, I think the number was 25 maybe. Rittman player is down on the near side. So there's an official timeout on the field. 6.14 to go in this first half of play. And your score, Waynedale 17 and Rittman nothing. Amish craftsmanship revered worldwide. Dutch quality stone products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. In the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch Quality Stone provides a stunning collection of fine veneer stone readily available for dependable, easy-to-install options for homes and commercial properties. In our corner of the world, people believe in doing things right. Hard work, honesty, and genuine care. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Dover Road in Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Well, Younts was the player, the junior, 160-pounder, 5'10". He was down, and now he's up and walking off under his own power. And the Bears will have it second down, nine yards to go from their own 34-yard line. 6'14 left to go in this first half. Sid Klein, our guest at halftime. 
Titus Bixler out wide left. Aaron Spidell to the near side, wide right. Moving in motion to the far side is Antoine Lewis. Handoff up the middle to Reed Stanley. He's going to be hit right at the 35 and driven back. Nice form tackle by Manny Garza. Gain of a yard on the play, and it's third down, eight yards to go. Yeah, that was a, a nice tackle there by, by Garza. Really came out of nowhere. Garza's a good athlete. He's a good baseball player, and he plays that linebacker position for the Indians. So it's third down, eight yards to go from the 35-yard line of Waynedale. Out of the pistol, fake handoff to Stanley. Rolling out to his left is Reby. Reby looking up the left side. He's got a receiver, and that is Bixler, and it is over his head. Bixler got a hand on it. Nice coverage there by Todd Ramsire, but the incompletion brings up fourth down and eight, and the Bears will punt the ball away. Just the second incompletion thrown tonight by Brevin Reby. And Colton Purdy is going to go back and punt this football away. He took over the punting duties from Jarrett Wanzik a week ago, and he's averaging 44 yards a punt. Back set to return is Tristan Kidd at about his own 10-yard line. So Purdy will punt the ball away from his 25 as we're under six minutes to go in this first half of play. 5.37 to be exact. Purdy gets the snap, and he's going to punt the football away, and Kidd is going to let it hit inside his own territory, inside the 30, now down to the 25, and it will be downed at the 23-yard line. Not a 48-yard kick by Colton Purdy. He's done a good job of punting in his attempts here this year, just taking it over a week ago. Puts it up uh, just really high enough that um, the returner can't get underneath it, and he's got good direction on it, so um, does a pretty good job. Gets good bounce as well. So Ripman will take it over. First and 10 from their own 23-yard line. Mike Evans, the quarterback. They're going from right to left. Handoff up the middle to Ramsire. Takes it across the 25 out to the 27-yard line. Gain of four yards on the carry for Ramsire. And it's second down. Well, they're going to give him about you know, right about four yards on the carry. Four yards on the game, second and six. Got 31 yards tonight. And the ball at the 27-yard line. Evans, the quarterback, barking out the singles, signals out of the pistol. Moving in motion is Kidd to the near side. Handoff, it goes to Ramsire. Ramsire takes it up to the 28-yard line. Gain of one more yard, and it's third down and four yards to go. You know, last week it was Mitchell Clark running the football all the time, and tonight it looks like it's going to be Ramsire. Yeah, as, as we said with uh, with Miller out, he's been getting a load of uh, the touches for the Indians tonight. So but we haven't really seen him catch the ball. No. I mean, he's, he comes in as one of their top receivers, and we, we really haven't seen him catch the ball. So now Rittman brings in a receiver off of the bench. And that is another number that we do not have here this evening, 24. Pitch, Evans drops back. He's going to throw it into the flat, and it is complete to Tristan Kidd. Seven yards on the completion and a first down for the Indians. Nice pass there by Evans. Yeah, good uh, good delivery. Nice tackle there by Titus Bixler, but um, nice little route there by Kidd as well. 
Evans has completed two passes here tonight, and they've both been to Kidd. The first one for 12 yards, and that one for seven. 3.51 left to go in this first half. Evans now out of the shotgun. Empty backfield. Moving in motion to the far side is Ramsire. Ball in the near hash mark. Evans drops back. Throws it out of the flat. Complete to Ramsire. Ramsire gets around Menuay at the 40 to the 45 to the 50 into Waynedale territory. And he's going to be knocked out of bounds inside the 40 and out of bounds at the 35-yard line. Nice run by Ramsire on the 30-yard completion. Just uh, looked like a miscommunication by the Bears defense. Ramsire went in motion. Uh, Stanley started to follow him, and uh, he stopped at his right outside linebacker position, didn't really pass him off to anybody else. That's why he was so wide open in the flats. So it's first and ten for the Indians at the Bears' five-yard line. Kid slot left. McMillan wide right. Kid moves in motion to the far side. Handoff goes to Ramsire right up the middle inside the 35 to the 33. Gain of two yards on the carry for Ramsire. Now they'll mark it about the 32. So maybe about three yards on the carry. And it's second down, seven yards to go. This is obviously the deepest that Rittman has been into Waynedale territory. And we're at three minutes to go in the first half. Now Evans is going to come out wide left. Ramsire is going to run the Wildcat on second and eight. Ramsire with Garza right behind him. Gets the snap. He's going to take it off the left-hand side with Garza, the lead blocker. Inside the 25 to the 20 to the 15. Cuts to the far side, and he's going to take it in for the score. Took it all the way in for the score on a nice cutback run from 32 yards out. And the 32-yard touchdown run by Ramsire. And it is now 17 to 6, Waynedale. A nice, nice run there by Ramsire, and uh, you know, cut across the grain. Uh, good blocking up front by Ritman, and um, he was just able to use his athleticism and do the rest of himself. McMillan will come in to attempt the extra point. So nice run by Ramsire. 2:49 left to go before halftime. High snap, but they get him down. McMillan. Kicks it up, and it is good. So there's 2.49 left to go in this first half of play. And your score from Rittman, it is Waynedale 17 and Rittman 7. Harvest Market offers you everything you need from a community grocery store, providing fresh local meats, ready-to-go meals, and a full-service deli. Harvest Market is your one-stop butcher shop and can cut to order. The barbecue chicken is fresh off the grill, and the smoked ribs are second to none. For your next get-together, leave the cooking to Harvest Market. Harvest Market's convenient hours are Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 to 6. Harvest Market, located in the core of Apple Creek. Come taste the difference. 77-yard touchdown drive by Rittman, capped off by a 32-yard run by Todd Ramsire out of the Wildcat, and it's 17-7, Waynedale on top of it. Nick Strasbaugh still on the sideline. For the Bears, Matt Zimmerly is going back set to return this kick, but Antoine Lewis is dead center, along with Logan Stanley and Isaiah Menuet. Matt McMillan's going to kick it off from his own 40 as Rittman gets their initial score of the night. And McMillan will kick it off. It's a low squib up the field. It'll be taken in by Menuet. He bobbles it, goes back at about the 20, picks it up across the 25, cuts to the near side. He's going to be spun down and brought down at the 27-yard line. So about a 7-yard return for Isaiah Menuet on the kickoff, and the Bears will take it over first and 10 at their own 27. 
really what the Bears need here is to put together a nice little drive and uh, put the ball in the end zone before halftime, um, get their confidence back up a little bit, get momentum back on their side, and also uh, Ripman gets the ball uh, at, at a halftime. So, you know, you want to lengthen that lead before they get the ball. Reed Stanley lining up behind Brevin Reeby, ball in the far hash mark at the 27. There is 2.41 left to go in the first half. Fake half handoff to Stanley. Reeby's going to have to run out of the pocket. He's going to be hit and sacked. Back inside the 20, down to the 19-yard line. Sack made on the play by Rittman's Tyler Galt. Boy, that's a big, big loss. Yeah, just a big play there. Loss of seven yards for the for the Bears. Actually, eight yards. They put it at the 19. Um, you know, just not a good way to start the drive. Not at all. Red Reby, hand off to Stanley. Stanley cuts it across the 30, to the 35, to the 40, and he's going to be taken down across into Rittman territory at the 48-yard line. 36-yard run by Reed Stanley. And again, like we said, there he goes. You keep giving him the ball, and sooner or later he's going to break one. Yeah, nice. Uh, obviously a nice little bounce back there for the Bears. So the Bears have it now in Rittman territory with about two minutes to go in this first half. Ball at the 48-yard line of Rittman. Reby looks over to the sideline for the play. Two minutes exactly left to go in this half. Fake handoff to Stanley. Reby now under a heavy rush, has to roll to his left, and he's just going to throw it away. The Rittman sideline calling for a flag, and the official on the side is going to say, no, there was a receiver, and that was Titus Bixler there in the area. The side side judge over there said there's a receiver in the area, but the referee's already thrown the flag for intentional grounding. Now they're going to meet and talk, and they are going to call <laughs> intentional grounding. How does the sideline official right beside the play say that there's an, uh, a receiver right in the area, and the, the head official who's 30 yards away from it says, no, there's not, but I, I'm the head official, so I'm going to make the call here. Well... <laughs> He stood there and he pointed at Titus Bixler the whole way back. So not only does that is that a five-yard penalty, but it comes with a loss of down. So it'll be second down to the 33-yard line with a minute 52 to go. And the Bears have to get to the 48-yard line. So it's first down and about 30. Fake handoff. Inside pitch. It goes to Isaiah Manuay, and he'll be knocked down at the 35-yard line. And now the Bears will take a timeout. Just a three-yard gain on that pitch to Isaiah Manuay. And we'll keep it right here. That's the second timeout used by Waynedale. Tackle made by Garza, and the ball is resting at the 35-yard line of the Bears. They need to get it out to the 48-yard line. Well, actually, they need to get it down to the 38-yard line to pick up a first down in Rittman territory. A big, uh, you know, big, big call there by the official. Uh, Waynedale coaching staff is still barking at him a little bit, saying, you know, how do you call that when, the again, the side official is pointing at Titus Bixler once the pass dropped incomplete, saying he was in the area, he was in the area, and then the head official uh, wants to uh, put his big boy pants on and show his authority and say, no, I'm going to make this call because... Um, I'm the head official. Well, it wasn't even like he was just saying, okay, he was there. No, he, he walked a good 15 yards pointing at Bixler yeah. that he was in the area. 
and then he gave up the call to the head official. So it will be third down and about, call it about 37. Bears come out of the timeout. Reby in the shotgun with a minute 46 to go in the half. He's going to drop straight back. He's going to look over the middle, and it is complete to Antoine Lewis in midfield to the 45, down to the 41-yard line, and the Bears are about five yards shy of a first down. 33-yard completion on the play. Yeah, they really exposed the zone coverage there. Fourth down and four yards to go. Bears with a minute 34 and running left to go. Reed Stanley back behind Brevin Reby. Bears will go for it. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball at the 41-yard line of Ripman on fourth and four. Reby, fake handoff to Stanley. Now he's going to roll out to his right. Cuts up the middle. He's got a receiver open over the middle. Complete the Spidell. Inside Ripman territory to the 26. First down, Bears. Nice composure there by... Uh by Reby to let Spidell come open for a 15-yard gain. 15 yards on that reception. Aaron Spidell, his first catch of the night, and the Bears have the first down at the Rittman 27-yard line. Handoff goes to Reed Stanley around right side to the 25, to the 20. He's in the clear to the 10, to the 5, to the corner. There's a flag on the play, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds at the 1-yard line with 56 and a half seconds to go. And it's a face mask called against Rittman. Legal hands of the face or face mask? They're call- well, they just, he tugged at it, and it looks like it's going to be a face mask. But it looks like the penalty is going to go against Rittman. They're talking it over. And let's see. Sometime tonight he'll call it. Personal foul, face, face mask, mask yeah. against Rittman. And that will even mark it closer to the end zone, or it should. That should they're going to take. Now, Waynedale is going to use a timeout also. That's a personal foul. You cannot decline a personal foul. That should mark it inside the one-yard line. I but think I, he, they marked him out at the two, and looks like they put it on the one. On the so. one, okay. Well, how many yards was that, that run by Reed? Uh, that was, I'm, I'm in the wrong screen right now. Okay. <laughs> so I think that was about 25 yards. Big run by Reed, whatever it was, takes it down inside the two-yard line. He's got 78 yards unofficially on 10 carries. But two big plays back-to-back. The completion to Aaron Spidell, and then the off-tackle run by Reed Stanley. And the Bears are knocking at the door down to the one-yard line with 56.5 seconds left to go before half. They lead it 17-7. And Kyle Ice is into the ballgame, the thumper. He's lined up. Bears are going to go out of the pistol, and Kyle Ice is lined up at the fullback position, and Reed Stanley is right behind him. Bears on first and goal from the two. Hand off to Stanley right behind Ice. Great block, took it in, touchdown. Boy, Logan Stanley and Kyle Ice just double-teamed one of the defensive linemen for the Indians, and Reed Stanley had an open lane for the touchdown. Yeah, and as we've said all year, when Kyle Ice is in there, you, you can pretty much bet that wherever he's at, that's where the ball is going with the run. 52.3 seconds to go. Bears on top of it, 
23-7, and they will attempt the extra point with Jarrett Wanzing. Raby will hold. And the snap is good. The kick is up, and it is good. Just barely made it over the crossbar, but it's still good. And the Bears now lead it 24-7. Reed Stanley, two touchdowns here tonight. He's got six on the year. And like we've said, Pat, boy, with him back in this lineup, this offense just purrs. Yeah, it's a, you know, offense tonight is looking good. A couple big, uh, big penalties against him, but... The thing that we've seen tonight, and it took eight weeks to do, at least up until now, is uh, big penalties. The Bears in the past would hang their heads. And now they're learning to fight through that and turn the page and go on to the next play and being able to, c- to convert and continue the drive and punch it in the end zone. Well, and this has all been done throughout the entire second quarter, really without Nick Strasbaugh on the field. He's, a, he's, he's tried to sneak on there a couple times. Um, last time the Bears punted, he, he tried to sneak out there as a gunner. And um, but yeah. Well, the question we, is, why bother? Yeah, at, at this point, yeah. Um, you know, he'll probably get stretched out a little bit more at halftime, see if he can maybe able to go a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I kind of agree with you. It's, it's probably not super serious right now. So there's 52.3 seconds to go before halftime. Sid Klein, our guest at halftime, and Jarrett Wanzik will kick it off. Back set to return McMillan and Kidd, and it will be taken in by one of the upbacks on the squib kick. And one of the upbacks will take it out across the 30 to the 35 to the 39-yard line. Jason Jackson Younts, the 5'10 junior, collecting that one in, takes it out to the 36-yard line, and that is where Rittman will start. First and ten for the Indians. We'll be at home next week for Smithville. Final game of the regular season. Senior night. And Rittman. Looks like they're going to try to put something on the scoreboard. They've got two of their three timeouts left. Evans out of the shotgun. With receivers out wide on both sides. Five wide. Evans throws it out into the flat. Incomplete to Todd Ramsire. He threw it right by him. And it's second down and ten from the 36th. And we'll see uh, the Bears look like they're going in a little bit of a quarters uh, defense, nothing behind them. They'll, they'll give up the short little passes uh, for the rest of the half as long as they you know, don't get down there into the red zone. But they'll give those up all night and just come up and make a tackle. McMillan comes out all the way to this near side. Ball on the far hash mark. Yount slot left. Kid wing left. Evans out of the shotgun in the five wide. Looks to his left, takes the snap, drops back. He's going to throw it over the middle, complete the kid at the 40. Makes a move to his right, now cuts to the left sideline to the 45, to the 50. And Spidell is going to run him out of bounds along with Colton Purdy in Waynedale territory and run out of bounds at the 42. So a nice run for 22 yards by Kidd on his third reception of the night. That's, you know, one of the things with playing quarters is fine, your quarter defense, but when they do the short routes, you got to come up and make tackles. And, and Kid, you know, really bounced off three or four arm tackles there to get the, the yardage. Evans out of the shotgun. Moves in motion. Is Ramsire to the far side. Evans is going to throw it out to Ramsire, complete at the 40. Same play that he ran in for a big gain 
earlier in the quarter, and he takes it across the 35 to the 33-yard line, and he's out of bounds with 25.6 seconds to go. Nine yards on the reception to Ramsire. That was the same play that he gained 30 on earlier in the quarter. Yeah, same exact play and the uh, same result from the first time. He went in motion. Defense didn't shift over, at least the secondary didn't. Um, if they were in man, nobody picked them up, and, and he was wide open. Evans out of the shotgun. Still 25.6 seconds to go. Five wide for Rittman. Out of the shotgun, Evans is going to throw it into the flat. Oh. Incomplete, almost intercepted by Antoine Lewis. Evans overthrew Kidd, and Antoine was right there and almost picked it off. So it'll bring down third and one for the Indians at the 34. And we'll see if, uh, you know, they may line up Ramsire in the backfield just to try to pick up this one yard and, and use one of their timeouts. 22.4 seconds left in the half. Evans with Ramsire right behind him out of the pistol. Kid moves in motion to this side. Fake handoff, now it goes to Ramsire. Ramsire right up the middle. He's going to trip and fall down, but he's got the first down. Gain of about a yard on the play. Ramsire slips the ball. But he did, looks like he did pick up the first he's, down. He's short. They're going to say he's short? He's at the 33. He only had to get. They would start at the 33. Maybe two for the Indians. They're going to say he is short by about a yard. So no gain on the play. And that'll be Rittman's second timeout. And with 18.1 seconds left to go in this first half, Rittman has got a fourth down and one yard to go to keep this drive alive. Waynedale on top of a 24 to 7. And it really looked like he had a pretty decent-sized hole. Had he not slipped, he probably would have been able to pick up the first down. But, um, you know, decision time here for for Coach Nelson. I would assume, again, he'd probably go with the run, uh, maybe put Ramsire in the Wildcat, and uh, just try to pick up that one yard and, and uh, you know, maybe get up and, and spike the ball before too much time runs off. Um, or, you know, maybe run that little motion play that they've had success with and... Um, you know, get Ramsire out in the flats for that short gain again. Well, Ramsire's coming out wide left. Evans is in the shotgun with Garza right behind him, now out of the pistol. Evans calling out the signals. He's going to drop back. He's looking over the middle. He's going to throw it deep into the end zone to McMillan. It is incomplete. Tried to get the ball up the field to his intended receiver, McMillan, and the Indians will turn it over on downs, and the Bears will get it back. And we'll probably just take a knee with 13.4 seconds to go, up 24 to 7. Uh, we might uh, might see a handoff, but more than likely uh, a little victory formation here, as what you would call it. Obviously, you still got a whole half to play, but um, yeah, it looks like everybody's getting in tight just to take the knee. 24-7, Wayne Dell. Everybody will come in tight, and the Bears will go into that B formation. Reby will just take the knee, and that will do it for the first half of play. So the Bears. Two touchdowns by Reed Stanley and one by Tristan Anderson. And they lead it here at halftime by a score of 24-7 from Rittman High School. Our halftime guest, Sid Klein, on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report, up next here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by Yoder Builders in Orville, 684-1050. The Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. 
the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. The Spidell Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. And the Apple Creek Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Now back to the field for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. We are back at Ritman for tonight's halftime show, the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. And girls basketball is going to start around the state of Ohio tomorrow, especially in Waynedale. And alongside with us now is the Waynedale Golden Bears girls basketball coach, Sid Klein. Sid, thanks for joining us tonight. We might as well get right into it. The prognosis for Maddie Near after breaking her foot, I know when you told me I was about Florida, I can about imagine what you went through when you heard it. What was your, your attitude when you heard about the injury? Uh, you, you know, anytime one of your players gets hurt, you, you know, you always think about, you know, their well-being and speedy recovery. But, you know, when we got the news about Maddie, again, she's a phenomenal talent, uh, great kid, you know, her senior year. Unfortunately, she's got a little setback here. And, uh, you know, we're hoping to get her back, according to her and her doctor, we're hoping to get her back mid to late December, you know. And, and, and the one thing about Maddie, when it's time for rehab, you know, there's nobody going to work any harder than Madison Near on that. But, you know, definitely a blow for the team. But, you know, we're prepared to deal with it. Well, when you talk about mid-December towards the, towards the end of uh, maybe even January, she's got the broken foot. Now talk about what type of rehab she's going to have to go through and, and the best-case scenario for this. Uh, you know, as far as the rehab she's going to have to go through, I, you know, I obviously have no idea. You know, we're blessed with the great trainer and Brandon out at Waynedale, and I know Brandon's going to be involved with a Madison's doctor on some rehab. And, you, you know, looking at our schedule, you know, we play uh, quite a few games right up front. We have a nice break uh, December 19th on a Saturday, then we don't pick it back up again until December 30th. So, you know, I guess from a coaching standpoint, a team standpoint, you know, Coach McLeod and I, we're kind of hoping that she falls somewhere in that window, the 19th to the 30th. But, you know, we're not going to do anything to jeopardize that young lady's health in any way. And, you know, when the doctors and Brandon say she's ready to come back and when Maddie's ready to come back, we're obviously going to welcome her back. Well, I know the excitement isn't going to be any less without Maddie, but you've got practice beginning tomorrow. And after a strong summer showing by the girls, you've got to be extremely excited about the upcoming season. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, this past summer, I asked the girls to give me the month of, month of June, and, and we literally, uh, Dave, we had girls that were postponing vacations, uh, you know, to be in, to get involved with us in June, and, and we just had a, we had a great shootout schedule in June, and, and we were really successful. You know, we were able to play a lot of girls. We, I think we had, uh, 13, 14 girls show up. We rotated them all in. We played them all, and, you know, when it was all said and done, we were, you know, we won the Barberton shootout. Uh, you know, I took a, a group of freshmen and, and some girls that were not letter winners. We took them up to Ashland to a shootout. We were extremely successful there. Uh, we got a 10-team shootout that we put together that we actually had to move to Worcester High School because it got so big, and, and we were very competitive with, uh, you know, with the girls there. The camaraderie 
you know, uh, from, from the freshmen right up to the seniors, you know, we all played really well together. And, you know, Coach McLeod and I, we were happy because we weren't able to spend a lot of time with the incoming freshmen and the younger girls. And to be able to play them, uh, you know, with a limited amount of plays offensively and defensively, uh, and, and everybody to gel the way we did, you know, we, we are definitely excited about, about the upcoming season. And when we can spend, you know, full time with the girls and, and get everybody on the same page, it, it definitely should be a, should be a fun season for everybody. Sid Klein, the guest here at halftime on our Apple Creek Bank halftime report. Sid, I think that's all a coach can ask for, isn't it? When the, your team actually just buys in completely to what the coach is trying to get them to do. Yeah, and, and these guys really from from day one, Dave. When when I came out, you know we you know we play a little bit different different basketball, you, you, you know, than what they were used to. And then, then when I came on board, the girls seemed to have bought into it. And, and every year it gets better and better. And and again, this June, uh, you know, we were again we were just really happy with the way with the way we we had played. And again, like I told Coach McLeod, you know, give us time, you know, give us a couple months, you know, give us some time to get these to get everybody on the same page and, and, uh, you know, it should, again, it should be a great year and, and the girls, without a doubt, they're going to give us a hundred percent. And, and at the end of the day, that's all you can ask from a coaching standpoint. You know, this team, as we look at it from the outside, Sid, it looks like it's going to be a young team, but sparse with some seniors. That seems to be the buildup of this team this season. Is that way you're looking at it too? Yeah, we have some, we have some great seniors, you know, Lindsay McFern, you know, once I get her shot dialed in or once she gets her shot dialed in, excuse me, you know, she's definitely an outside threat for us. You know, uh, Grace Lemon, another senior for us. Uh, she'll be a four-year letter winner. I mean, that's awesome to have her. I remember when she was a freshman, you know, we just kind of threw her, threw her to the wolves and, and moved her right up to varsity just, just because she hustles and plays hard and she did a great job. Uh, and of course, Maddie Near, you know, I, I started her day one, you know, as a freshman and, and she has, you know, she has done just a phenomenal job. And then we have some, you know, we have some younger girls. You know, we got a couple juniors that, you know, we're going to count on this year. Uh, we got some sophomores that were on board with us. And then we had, you know, we had four freshmen that, uh, you know, when we asked them to come and play, and, and those guys, they showed up and played. So, uh, again, we just, you know, we're expecting a kind of an up-tempo game. You know, we don't have a lot of height, but, you know, we have a lot of heart and we have a lot of hustle. And, and we're going to make mistakes. You know, as in every year, I make mistakes as coach. You know, from a coaching standpoint, we have players that make mistakes. But, you know, we're going to be as positive and as upbeat as we can. And, you know, we're probably going to take our lumps a little bit along the way uh, just because of our schedule strength. But, you know what, if we can if we can get, get everybody on board by the end of the year, we hope we have a nice little run. You know, without Maddie, you, you talked about the McFern sisters and Grace Lemon. What can you ask of those three seniors, excluding Maddie right now, but of those three seniors to step up their game going into the season? You, you know, those guys have been with me long enough. They know what my expectations are of them. And, you know, they just, they're my captains this year. And, and you know, we're going to rely on their leadership. You know, they, they showed it this summer. Uh, their leadership paid off with the younger girls. And, you, you know, we want to lead by example. You know, I have kind of a, uh, a rule in there. If you're a freshman, I, you kind of have a free pass your first year, but once you become a sophomore, junior, or senior, we're on you. You know, we're going to push you and, you, you know, we, we expect, you know, we expect you to play hard. And again, the girls have bought into it and, and, and these seniors that I have, 
again, if they, if they lead by example and, and, and the younger girls follow their leadership, uh, that's, again, all I can ask for. Well, and then last year you played a couple of freshmen a lot on the varsity, Maggie Koblenz and Sydney Miller. What can you ask more of them this season as sophomores? Well, Maggie Maggie had a unique summer for us. Uh, we got her involved in an AAU team with Madison Near, and, and those guys really, really played well together. They were on a very competitive AAU team, and, you know, Maddie played with a lot of juniors and seniors on that team, and, you know, as a freshman, she – she fit right in with them. I mean, there were there were games she you know she played very well and and uh, you know the thing the thing about Maggie she's you know she's fearless and, and she's a competitor and you know what we're going to expect out of her this year we're gonna you know I'm going to lean on her a little bit one for some more more point production uh, you know I'm gonna we're definitely going to count on her for some rebounding and she's going to go right from a freshman into a sophomore leadership role you know and and you know I, I know she'll be able to do it Sydney. You know, Sydney was, uh, as a freshman, again, that's a big step coming from the middle school building to the high school varsity, uh, position. And, and she did a great job. She had a good summer for us. With every year, the older you get, the more you understand what we're all about and it gets a lot easier for them. And, and then, then you're, then you gain confidence. And that's what we're really counting on with those two. Well, the schedule, you know, you kind of, uh, Hinted at it, but it's got to be, especially the first maybe eight or ten games, Sid, it's got to be one of the toughest in the area. Yeah, I mean, we we uh, we loaded up our schedule this year, um, and, and, and we're glad we did it. I mean, last year we were looking for games, and, we you know, we, we picked up a team that just, it, they just uh, no disrespect to them at all, they just weren't real competitive for us, and it just wasn't a good fit for them, and it wasn't a good fit for us, so we mutually agreed you know, to get rid of that contract. But we've added Canton Central Catholic. They were in the district semifinals last year. Uh, that That's a huge addition to our schedule. They they have everybody back. And probably my biggest challenge, uh, Mr. Lapish, the athletic director, and I, again, we wanted to upgrade our schedule. Clear Fork, uh, not a lot of people know a lot about Clear Fork. It's a Division II school. They beat West Holmes last year, you know, and everybody in the area knows how competitive West Holmes is. And and we've added them to our schedule. And, you know, we play them late in the year, and, and again, we're looking forward to that, uh, you know, that challenge. Sid, when you go into this season and you've got that tough a schedule, I know what you were thinking with Maddie, but I would think when you're looking at it now, these girls are going to be able to grow and achieve something that maybe you wouldn't have been able to with Maddie on the team. That's not any disrespect towards Maddie, but they're going to have to pick up the slack against good competition through the first part of this schedule. Uh, I agree 100%. And, and the one thing that, that I try to do every year, I try to challenge our girls with a very competitive scrimmage schedule, and, and we've done that again this year. Uh, we've got Berlin Center, Western Reserve, which they were in the regional finals last year. We're scrimmaging them. Division One Worcester, we're scrimmaging Lake Ridge Academy, who's been to, uh, in state championship games multiple times. Uh, you know, we've got Fairless on, you know, the, our crosstown neighbor that we, we enjoy, uh, scrimmaging. Mapleton, they were in the, I believe they were in the regional finals. They're not, uh, actually they won regionals last year. They're on our schedule. So again, you know, our scrimmage schedule is going to help prepare us for a very tough uh, regular season schedule. And you know, with with Coach McLeod and I, we're going to work with these girls. If the girls show uh, the improvement that they did in the summer, 
each night we're going to see major improvement with these guys. Sid, thanks for joining us tonight on the Halftime Show. Thank you. Appreciate it, Dave. We'll be back with more right after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Twenty-four seventeen, the Bears lead this one at halftime over the Ripman Indians in a game where the Bears have gotten their first blocked field goal for a touchdown this year by Tristan Anderson, and he's probably still on cloud nine in the locker room. Yeah, I'm sure he's uh, still very excited about that. He's he's come up pretty big on special teams tonight with the tip punt as well. That and Reed Stanley has added two other touchdowns, and the Bears have really been dominant so far offensively and up until that one drive that Ripman put together they had been dominant defensively also. Yeah exactly as you said just a couple big plays um, that Ripman were able to gain on the one possession that they scored the touchdown but other than that they've uh, really done a, a pretty good job Waynedale has of controlling Ripman's offense and then when Waynedale's on offense they're doing a great job of uh, controlling the ball game, controlling the tempo, and, and doing really what they want to do. Now what I would like to see the Bears do is continue to keep their foot on the throat of Ritman and keep moving the football and putting some more points on the scoreboard and proving that they can put a, put a team away. Yeah, that, that, would be, uh, that would be nice. We've seen a couple games this year where uh, they look good in one half and the other half they don't look so good, but um, we've also seen games where, as you said, they've been able to come out and keep up the same intensity, so... Um, we'd like to see that tonight as well. Yeah, you know, we talk a lot about Nick Strasball. We talk a lot about uh, Reed Stanley. But tonight, two other players that I think we need to talk about. Antoine Lewis is having an outstanding game here this evening, taking the place really as the main passing threat that the Bears have now that Nick Strasball is out. Yeah, a lot of short little passes to, to uh, Antoine, letting him use his athleticism and speed to get out into the open field and, and make some gains. and. Um, just good play calling by the, the coaching staff. I'm watching how uh, Ripman's defense is lined up on him, and um, they, they really got a guy 10 to 12 yards off on him when he's in the slot. So, you know, just short little outs or short little quick uh, screen passes to him, and, and they're going to have a lot of success the whole night. And Brevin Reby came into tonight's game with 1,653 yards passing. I've got him. Last year he broke the record. 1,769 yards is what he had last year passing. I've got him, if, if I'm correct, 161 yards tonight. That means he's broken the record again. Yeah, you know, that was in, what, eight games last year that, that he was able to do that. So um, pretty much the same output in eight games this year so far. So, um, you know, if all the stats are, are correct, uh, obviously, you know, congratulations to him. And I'm not sure what the career record is, but... 
I'm sure he's, he's got to be close to that if he hasn't broken it already. Definitely. We'll take a look at the stats, and we'll give you some scores that are going on around the area. We'll do all that when our Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show continues after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Well, this is one of the nicest nights we've had for football this year. It's about 55 degrees here at Ripman. Not a cloud in sight. Nice three-quarter moon up above. And the Waynedale Golden Bears are on top of this one, 24-7 here at halftime. Tomorrow, the JV football game, as we told you on our pregame show, has been moved to Northwest High School. That game will be played at 9 a.m. tomorrow between Ripman and Waynedale. So remember that. That is the JV football game that will be played tomorrow at Northwest High School at 9 a.m. In cross-country action, Waynedale is at the Division Three Medina District. That will be tomorrow. And in boys' soccer action tomorrow at 3, Waynedale will be playing Chippewa at Chippewa in the Division Three Brunswick sectional final. Let's take a look at what's going on stat-wise in this one with the Bears on top of a 24-7, and here's Patrick. We'll start off with Ripman, 136 yards of total offense on 31 plays, 80 through the air, 56 on the ground. One penalty for 15 yards for Ripman, uh, six first downs, two rushing, four passing for Ripman, and zero turnovers. Matt Evans, 5 for 11 for 80 yards passing. Todd Ramsire leading the way rushing, 13 carries for 69 yards. Matt Evans has two carries for seven yards. Receiving for Ripman, Tristan Kidd has three catches for 41 yards, and Todd Ramsar has two catches for 39 yards. Switching over to Waynedale, 257 yards of total offense on 34 plays, 7.6 yards per play, 158 yards through the air, 99 yards on the ground, three penalties for 20 yards, two turnovers by the Bears, nine first downs, three on the ground, five through the air, one through the penalty, Brevin Reby, 11 for 14 for 158 yards. Reed Stanley leads the way on the ground. 12 carries for 87 yards and two touchdowns. Nick Strasball has two carries for nine yards. Logan Stanley has three carries for seven yards. Antoine Lewis leading the way in the air, uh, receiving seven catches for 98 yards. That's 14 yards per catch. Nick Strasball has one catch for 36 yards. Aaron Spidell has one catch for 15 yards. And Isaiah Menuey has two catches for nine yards, and Jarrett Wanzik has one field goal made for uh, 25 yards. How many yards did you say again that Brevin has? He has 158. 158. So, yes, he definitely has eclipsed his own record from last year. And as far as are there any scores going on around the area so far here this evening, I know a lot of games are going on around the Wayne County Athletic League. Norway, if they come up with a victory here tonight, they clinch the league. Uh, Norwin's up 21-0 on Northwestern at halftime. 
and Chippewa and Hillsdale are tied at 10 at halftime, which obviously, again, uh, Bears fans and coaching staff and players should be uh, rooting for Hillsdale big time there. Um, other local scores, Indian Valley up 22-7 on Triway, um, Worcester up 28-7 on West Holmes, and Orville is up 20-12 on Clear Fork. So your score here at halftime, it is 24-7, Waynedale on top of it. More on our halftime report after this. The Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in their customers' lives and help customers choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Locally owned, community driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. So back here at Ritman where their score now is 24 to 7. Waynedale on top of it here in this as we get ready to open the second half of play. And the question is, will we see Nick Strasbaugh or not? Bears really the way that they've gone. They will probably just sit Nick Strasbaugh for the second half of play. As far as that is concerned, Waynedale looking to hopefully move up a little more in that computer rankings. They are sixth right now, and they are hoping to move up even further, especially if Hillsdale can keep going against Chippewa the way that they are. That game is at 10-10 at halftime. So your score here at halftime, 24-7. Waynedale on top of it. We'll be back with second half play after this. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. Brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on Ultimate Sports Talk. Handoff goes to Stanley. Breaks it across the 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50. He's in midfield, and he is gone. Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905, Shop Brothers Farms, Murphy's Promotions, Deb's Den in Apple Creek, Casa de Sassi, and PNC Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 24-7, as we said, Waynedale on top of this one at halftime as we wind down. Both teams are out on the field getting ready to get this one underway. If you're Matt Zerker for the Bears, I think you want to continue doing what you've been doing in this first half. Yeah, really not a whole lot to uh, be disappointed about. You know, three penalties, so, uh, you know, maybe those. But overcoming the adversity and being able to still punch the ball in the end zone, that's good. Um, you know, getting pretty good yards through the run and, and in the pass. Um, defensively, you don't want to give up the big play anymore. Um, but really, all in all, um, a, a pretty good first half and not a whole lot to be upset about. And as far as if you're Rittman and Levi Nelson, I think you want to get some offensive continuity going. Right now, they've been mainly going with the run and Todd Ramsire, and I think they're going to have to become more diversified. Yeah, they... Uh, they need to look to uh, spread the ball around a little more, and um, you know, because as Wayne did last week, they were able to key in on Mitchell Clark, and um, I think really a, a game plan is to key in on on Ramsire. If he's lined up in the backfield, he's probably getting the ball. Uh, if he goes in motion and goes into the flat, he's going to get the ball. Um, 
So they they really got to do a good job of covering him and, and making the other kids make plays. I know you can't answer this question, but I'm really curious. If Hillsdale would end up beating Chippewa tonight and Waynedale wins this game, I wonder how close that would make Waynedale to being a an assured playoff content uh, playoff participant. I, I man, I would guess that that would probably uh, I think that that would put him in for sure. Um, really, um, you know, Randy Worrell wrote in his article this morning about the game that if the Bears won one of their last two, they were they were locking the playoffs. So. Um, you know, we really want Hillsdale to win to, to give us a better chance to get a home game. And that is right now 10-10, Hillsdale and Chippewa. We'll try to keep an eye on that further on down throughout this one. Well, Jarrett Wanzik is going to get set to kick this one off as the second half is getting ready to get underway. Bears will be going from left to right across your computer screen. Back set to return, McMillan and Kidd. Wanzik kicks it off deep. Well, that's one of his best kickoffs of the year. Taking him by McMillan at the 12 to the 15 to the 20. Cuts it to the right side. Drags a player outside the 30 to the 31-yard line. 19-yard return for Matt McMillan. And the tackle made by Colton Purdy and Antoine Lewis. Logan Stanley was in on it also. And Rittman will start first and 10 from their own 31. Nice return by McMillan. The even nicer kick by Jarrett Wanzik. Wanzik really outkicked the coverage. Uh, as you said, one of his nicer kicks uh, the whole year. Had it up in the air pretty good and had good distance on it. McMillan out wide left. Younts slot left. Out of the pistol is Evans, the quarterback, for Rittman. In the backfield with him is Todd Ramsire. And the pass is going to be thrown out to Kidd. And he will be taken down inside the 30. And he dropped at about the 33-yard line. So the ball resting at the 33-yard line after the first completion. And immediately, Rittman going with a pass to start the second half. That was a good job. He didn't get the tackle, but Brevin Reeby did a good job of making uh, coming off his block and making Kidd go back to the inside and, and setter step and letting the rest of his teammates come to make that tackle. Second down, eight yards to go. From the 33-yard line, Evans, handoff up the middle to Ramsire. He's going to be hit by Kyle Ice initially and then dropped by Logan Stanley at the 34-yard line. So a gain of about a yard on that play. Bears did a good job of shutting him down up the middle, and it's third down, seven yards to go from the 34. Obvious uh, passing situation here for the for the Indians. Um Again, be wary of uh, Ramsire. He'd be going out of the backfield in, in motion here, or a little swing pass to him. Ramsire lined up out of the pistol behind Evans. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back Evans. He's looking down. Hit as he throws. It's knocked into the air by oh. Stanley and almost intercepted by Stanley. Out of his linebacker position, Logan Stanley just tipped the ball up out of the air. The ball was intended to go for Kidd, but the incompletion will force Ripman into a punting situation. I'm not sure who it was exactly. I think it was, might have been Austin Rogers comes straight up the middle, and uh, Evans didn't really have any time to throw that ball. 10.26 to go in this third quarter, and McMillan will punt the ball away from his own 25. Spidell and Purdy back set to return. Nice high kick by McMillan. Bounces at the Wayndale 36, and it'll be down by Ramsire at the 36-yard line. 30-yard punt, but boy, he had a nice hang time on that one, and the Bears will take it over first and 10 from their own 
36-yard line. Bears lead it 24-7. And this will be their first possession of the second half of play. And Brevin Reby will lead the team out. Reby, as we said, now has broken his own single-season record for passing yardage. Did that in the first half. Three receivers out wide to the left-hand side. Tight end right is Adam Mullet. Handoff up the middle goes to Reed Stanley. Stanley takes it across the 40, and he'll be stopped up right there by McMillan. Gain of about three yards on the carry for Reed Stanley. Reed close to going over the 100-yard mark. He's about 18 yards shy of it. Spidell goes out wide left. Menue slot left. Also out to the left-hand side is Lewis. Ball in the near hash mark. Bears going from left to right. Reby, fake handoff. He's going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete to Adam Mullet. That ball was knocked away by Manny Garza and almost intercepted. His intended receiver was Mullet, but he never had a chance of catching it. Yeah, really, we've seen, as we said, seen a Mullet line up in the tight end position, and they tried a little uh, pop pass there. Um, a little bit further, uh, Mullet... Probably would have caught it, had a little bit of running room. We kind of wondered if they were ever going to get Mullet in that position, and they finally decided to do it in game nine. Reby on third down and seven. He's going to throw it out in the flat, complete to Purdy, gets a block, cuts it across midfield. He's got the first down, and he is going to be gone. 40, 30, 20, 15, and they'll be knocked down and just shy of the end zone. I thought he was gone, and he'll be knocked down at about the five-yard line is where they'll spot him. What a great catch. 55 yards on the completion. Just a little screen pass there and a great blocking by the, pretty much the entire right side of the line came out and blocked on that screen screen uh, pass there and, and one broken tackle and 55 yards later, Bears are knocking on the door. Obviously the longest completion that Purdy has had in his career. Handoff, fake handoff. Reby's going to run around the right side and take it into the end zone for a score. So Brevin Reby takes it into the end zone from five yards out for the touchdown, his first of the night. And the Bears now lead it 30-7. to seven. For Brevin Reby, that is his second rushing touchdown of the season. Nice drive by the Bears, taking it in at their own 36, so a 64-yard drive, excuse me, culminates in the touchdown. And the Bears now lead it 30-7. to seven. And Justin Wanzik, Jarrett Wanzik, comes in to attempt the extra point. Puts it up, and it is good. So there's an official timeout on the field. 9.26 left to go in this third quarter. And your score, Bears 31 and Ripman 7. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek is your spot for fresh homemade food daily. Custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Try Deb's Den's relaxing, comfortable atmosphere. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service. Breakfast hours are Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8 and Sunday, 12 to 3. Closed on Monday. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Shaw Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio pork producers work hard every day to put on your table a product that is lean, nutritious, and tastes great. From crispy bacon on the breakfast table 
to a ham sandwich for lunch, to juicy pork loins hot off the grill for supper. Pork is a terrific option any time of the day. As we head into another season, Shop Brothers Farm and Northeast Ohio Pork Producers support our Waynedale athletes. Go Bears! Well, 64-yard touchdown drive by the Bears. They now lead it 31-7 to over the Ripman Indians. And Wanzik will kick it off here early in this third quarter of play. It'll be taken in by McMillan at the 10 to the 15, cuts to the right side to the 20, and he'll be drugged down by Logan Stanley on the play. Nice open field tackle by Logan Stanley at the 22-yard line. So Ritman will start it first and 10 at their own 22, down 31-7 to with 9.22 left to go in the third quarter. Well, just what we wanted to see was Waynedale come out and really put the pedal to the metal at the beginning of the third quarter. And now, Pat, as far as I'm concerned, they've got to pick it up defensively and continue the offense. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, just what the doctor ordered coming out of halftime and looking down at their sideline. They're still hooting and hollering, so uh, they're still excited about this game. Handoff goes to Johnny 16, and he takes it up to about the 24-yard line for a gain of about two yards on the carry. Like we said, early in the game, we got the roster from Ritman, and it did not have a number 16 on it. So we have absolutely no idea who that is. So we're calling him Johnny 16 this evening. And unfortunately, we're not in the main press box to even find out. We're all the way over to the other side of the field. Now Ramsire is going to line up behind Evans out of the pistol. And Garza is just to the right. Now Garza moves in motion along the line of scrimmage to the near side. Fake handoff to Ramsire. Dropping back is Evans. He's going to throw it out into the flat, and it is incomplete. McMillan was the intended receiver. He did catch the ball, but he stepped out of bounds before he could complete the catch. And it's third down and seven on the play. Ball at the 25-yard line of Rittman. Ritman normally in past years, Pat, they would have folded up the tent and gone home by now. Yeah, um, they're they're still out there playing. They're still out there looking to score and, and get back into this ball game. They're a tougher ball club under this new coach Levi Nelson. Dropping back is Evans. He's going to throw it into the flat. It is complete on the play, but dropped immediately is McMillan at the 27-yard line. So a two-yard completion, and it's fourth and five. Good uh, open field tackle there by by Purdy. Uh, they tried to do exactly what the Bears did and do a little screen pass and get a few blockers out there for him, but uh, Purdy did a great job of reading that and making a great tackle. So McMillan will punt it away with eight minutes left in this third quarter. Dropping back to return the punt is Spidell and Purdy about their own 40-yard line. McMillan gets a good snap, gets the punt away. Low end-over-end kick that Spidell lets bounce, and it will die at about the 40-yard line of Waynedale, and that is where Rittman will down it, Younts will down it, and the Bears will take it over, first and 10 from their own 40. Waynedale, on their first possession, took it 64 yards for a touchdown, and now they'll see what they can do on this next possession. Nick Strasbaugh is not playing here in the second half, either offensively or defensively. 7.49 left to go. Looked like a hamstring, 
that he went out with, but he's on the sideline walking around. He appears to be okay. It's just precautionary that Nick isn't playing. Reby leads the team out onto the field. Reed Stanley set up behind Reby, and he gets the handoff, and he'll take it across the 40 out to the 45-yard line. Check out Logan Stanley with the carry. That was Logan Stanley taking it up to the 40-yard line, 45-yard line for a gain of five. And if uh, Wayndale's able to keep doing that, picking up four or five yards per carry, um, we may see a lot of uh, running the rest of this ball game. Well, Logan, four carries tonight, 13 yards. His brother, 12 carries, 83 yards. Reed Stanley moves in motion and lines up behind Brevin Reby. Fake handoff to Logan, goes to Reed. Reed takes it across the 45, out to the 49. They'll mark him right at about the 48-yard line. Check that, so a gain of three for Reed Stanley, and it brings up third down and a long two. As far as running the football with Logan out there, you don't lose a lot when Nick's out of the game. Where you lose a lot with Nick is just the versatility. Yep, exactly as you say. Uh, you know, lining him up in, in different positions and um, putting him out as a receiver as well. That's what you lose. Mullet, tight end left, handoff, fake handoff. Reby's going to keep it around the left hand side, right behind Mullet. Takes it inside Rittman territory across the 50 to the 45 and run out of bounds at the 43 yard line. Gain of eight yards on the carry. For Brevin Reby. And the Bears have a first down. He's kind of like a little bit of Andrew Luck. He doesn't look to keep it a whole lot, but when he sees the ends really collapse down, he keeps it and he's able to make the most of it. Stack receivers out on the right. Isaiah Menue is getting the pass, and Isaiah moved just before the snap, and the re official threw the flag. So the penalty will stop the play and knock the Bears back five yards. Their fifth penalty of the night, unofficially. And that'll knock them back to midfield, right at about the 49-yard line. Just shy of the 50. 6.33 remaining to go in this third quarter. Spidell is out wide right. Lewis, slot right. Menue out on the wing on the right-hand side. Mullet tight end left. Dropping back is Reby. Fake handoff. He's going to throw it up the field to Menue, and it is incomplete. I don't think Isaiah ever saw the ball coming at him until the very last second. Well, if he would have turned and looked a little bit sooner, he would have probably been able to catch that. And um, looks like his angle, uh, actually uh, Ramsar's angle, wasn't good to make the tackle, so he might have been able to take that in for a touchdown. So the Bears second down and 15 yards to go. They need to get at about the 34-yard line for a first down there at the 49. Reby, handoff up the middle. It goes to Reed Stanley. Stanley takes it across the 45 in Rittman territory to the 44-yard line. And again, I think I... Nope, that is Reed. So, call it five yards on that carry. And it is third down and ten. Mullet will leave. Bixler is coming back in. Bears... Third down, 10, ball at the 44-yard line of Rittman. Spidell wide right, slot right is Lewis. Menue at the wing on the right-hand side. Now Bixler goes out wide left, and Reed Stanley 
moves over at the wing on the left-hand side. Reby's going to throw over the middle. Incomplete and intercepted through the hands of Menuhin and right into the hands of Ramsire. Ramsire brings it across into Waynedale territory to the 40, to the 35. He's going to cut it back at midfield and take it down inside Waynedale territory to the 20-yard line where he is tripped up by, it looked like, Antoine Lewis on the play. Boy, that just went right through the hands of Isaiah Menuhin and the interception, giving it back to Rittman. That's the 10th interception that Brevin has thrown, and Rittman will take it over at the Waynedale 20-yard line. Those are obviously, those are the tough ones as a quarterback. You know, he didn't really make a mistake. He put the ball where it needed to be, had an open receiver, uh, hit him in the hands, and just went right through and uh, fell into Ramsire's lap. So Rittman has it first and 10 at the Waynedale 20. Hand off to Ramsire off the right side. He's going to be stacked up and down by Logan Stanley. Nice one-on-one tackle again by Logan for a loss of a yard. Ball at the 21. Calls second down and a long 11 yards to go. So now we'll, we'll see what the Wayndale defense can do, if they can continue to get some stops and, and not give up a big play and um, hold Rittman to, to no points here. Five minutes and running left to go in the third quarter. Bears lead at 31-7. Kid in motion to the far side. Handoff goes up the middle to Ramsire. Ramsire inside the 20, down to the 18-yard line. So a gain of three yards on the carry for Ramsire, and it will bring up third down and eight yards to go. Third down, eight yards to go. Clock under five minutes. 4.34 remaining. Ball at the Waynedale 18-yard line after the interception return by Ramsire. Now Evans is coming out wide left. McMillan slot left out of the Wildcat. It's Ramsire, but Ramsire could throw the football too. Garza lined up right beside him in the Wildcat. Moving in motion to the near side is Kid Ramsire. Rolling out to his left. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone, and he overthrew McMillan in the back corner of the end zone, and there's a flag down at the line of scrimmage. Looks like it's so in the area of play. So let's see what the flag is it holding. Yep. Looks like it will be holding against Rittman. It would be fourth down and eight yards to go if the Bears decide to decline the penalty. And I think the Bears are going to accept it. Yes, they will. So the Bears will accept it. And it will bring up third down and 18 yards to go. Ball back to the 33-yard line. So Rittman third down and about 23 yards to go from the Bear 33. Kid is out wide right. Evans now back at quarterback. Ramsire is the running back lined up behind him. Now there looks to be some confusion by Rittman. Now Kidd's going to come all the way over to the left-hand side and line up there. McMillan out wide right, out of the pistol. Evans drops back, setting up the screen. It's complete to Ramsire at the 30, and he's going to be tripped up, dives forward to the 25-yard line. He'll be stopped there, and it'll be fourth down. Nice tackle. Looked like Titus Bixler got in there and got the ankle. And it'll bring up fourth down and about 13 yards to go. Yeah, as you said, nice open field tackle. Um, Had that tackle not been made, 
he, you know, he's sketch, sketchy enough and, and jittery enough to and quick enough that he might have been able to take that for six because um, he was wide open on that, on that screenplay. And Ripman's going to use one of their timeouts here in the second half to talk this one over on fourth down. Bears leading it 31-7 to here in this third quarter of play. 3.41 left to go in it. Next week we are at home for senior night taking on the Smithville Smithies in the final game of the regular season. Ball at the 23-yard line of Waynedale and Ripman on third down, make it fourth down, excuse me, and it will be 13 yards to go. Ripman breaks the huddle around their head coach, Levi Nelson, so it's fourth and 13. Evans will be the quarterback. Ramsire comes out wide left. This is where he sets up to go in motion, and they throw the ball out wide to him. And he's staying out wide left. Evans, the quarterback, now he's going to drop back, roll out to his right. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone, and it is going to be incomplete, and a pass interference penalty flags thrown on Reby. Tried to get the ball to McMillan, and they'll call pass interference on Brevin Reby. A little bit of an iffy play when uh, McMillan went up for it. Brevin got turned around and looked like he grabbed McMillan by the hips. And um, just uh, anytime you kind of see that, whether it's a whole lot of contact or not, the officials are going to call it. Well, that will that's a 15-yard penalty. And if that's the case, it should be a first down for Ripman. As they're going to mark it off. Well, it'll only be half, that's right, half the, dif- half the distance to the goal line. So that'll t- mark it down to the 11. So, so that'll bring up fourth down and two yards to go. So it's fourth and two. Ball at the 11-yard line of Waynedale. So it's a half the distance penalty. And now Ripman will have fourth down and a long two. They need to get inside the 10 for a first down. McMillan out wide right. Yount slot right. Ramsire, the deep back. He's going to get the handoff up the middle. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped. He didn't get it. Immediately the tackle made by Adam Mullet. Logan Stanley in there making the tackle also. And the Bears get it back on downs. And they absolutely just blew that play up. Ramsire didn't have a chance to go anywhere. So the Bears will take it over first and ten from their own 13-yard line. Nice defensive play by the Bears to stop Ritman from picking up the first down. They get it at their own 13-yard line with 3.29 to go in the third quarter. And Waynedale on top of it, 31-7. Reby brings the team out. Logan Stanley in the backfield behind Reby. Reed Stanley, wing left, and now the Bears are going to have to use a timeout because there's confusion on the offense, and Matt Zerker will go out and talk things over. We'll take a timeout also here in this third quarter of play from Ripman. 3.29 left to go in the third. And your score, it's Wayndale 31 and Ripman 7. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. 
I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com. So Waynedale, after the timeout, will come out first and ten from their own 13-yard line. That's the first timeout used by the Bears. Both teams have used a timeout here in this third quarter, so they've each got two left. And uh, it's a little tough to play football when you don't have your left tackle out there. <laughs> and that was the case, but not any longer. Reby out of the shotgun. Handoff goes to Reed Stanley around the left-hand side up from that wing formation. He's going to be stacked up and down. Maybe about a gain of about a yard for Reed on the play. As they'll mark him. Well, let's see where they do. They're all the way down in that corner where it's tough for us to see from this vantage point. They're going to put him just shy of the 15-yard line. So a gain of a yard for Reed. Unofficially, I've got him at 92 yards. And it's second down and... A short eight to go. Spidell out wide left. Antoine Lewis slot left. Reed Stanley still wing right with Logan Stanley right behind Brevin Reby. Reby fake handoff to Logan, and he's going to take it behind left tackle. Reby is, and he'll take it across the 15 down to the 17-yard line. Gain of three for Brevin, and it will be third down and about four yards to go. Ball at the 15-yard line. Just I'll mark it about the, let's make it the 17-yard line. And it's third down and four. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley off left tackle. He's got the first down across the 20 to the 25. And he bounces out to the 27. He coughed up the ball, and Rittman's got it. Unbelievable. Third lost fumble of the night for the Bears. There's a flag. Well, let's see what the flag is. Very late flag. And that's thrown over. Sportsmanlike on somebody. It will be unsportsmanlike, but who will it be against is the question. Let's check this out as the official now will mark it. Rippon's going to take it over supposedly at about the 30-yard line. And they're still talking it over. It's a dead ball. Unsportsmanlike on Wayne, though. We don't know who. And it will be against the Bears. Unsportsmanlike conduct against the Bears. So Rittman will get the football after, after the, the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. And they will take it over in Waynedale territory. They're going to take it down to the 14-yard line after the penalty. So Rittman is first and 10 from Waynedale's. 14-yard line. If Waynedale, Matt Zerker can be upset about anything tonight, it's the amount of penalties that the Bears have committed. Oh, the penalties on the turnovers. Absolutely. Kyle Ice into the ballgame, now runs on late. Matt Evans is going to go out, Mike Evans, I should say, is going to go out wide left, so running the Wildcat is Ramsire. Now moves Garza in motion to the far side from first and 10 on the 14. Ramsire is going to keep it. He's going to be hit behind the line and drop. Austin Rogers in there along with Tristan Anderson for the tackle. Loss of two yards on the play. And the last two times Ramsire has touched the football, the Bears have blown it up. 
And, I mean, as we said at halftime, you can really start to key in on him that odds are he's, he's going to be getting the ball. Um, you just got to recognize where he's at, if he's at the receiver position or if he's in the backfield, but um, odds are he's getting the ball. And that's where you'd like to see the Bears' defense really stiffen up. Second down, 12 yards to go from the 16-yard line. Evans is going to go back to quarterback. He's got Garza and Ramsire behind him out of the pistol. Now Garza lines up next to him, and Rittman's going to have to take a timeout. Things were all confused, and they couldn't get the play in from Levi Nelson. So Nelson had to use his second timeout with a minute 24 to go in the third quarter of play. This is a big possession for Rittman, and Levi Nelson is trying to get the most of it here as they took it over after the fumble by Stanley. And then after the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, it moved it down to the 14-yard line, but now they're at the 16 after a loss of two on the first play. Matt Zerker out talking with the official trying to see what happened on that play during this timeout. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't see anything. I was kind of looking down at my, my stat program, and there wasn't a whole lot of yelling and screaming, so I'm not exactly sure what, what happened there. Well, now we're watching Adam Mullet down on the sideline. He just took number 85 jersey off and went back to number 64. So he must be, uh, I don't know if there might be an injury on the line for the Bears, and he might be subbing in there, or what's going on? So now it's second down 12. Evans is dropping back, setting up a screen. He's going to throw it over the middle. It is knocked up in the air by Ty Straits. He knocked it up in the air, but Ramsire still caught it, but he lost three yards on the play back to the 20. Good job by uh, Ty Straits, the young sophomore, to recognize the screen's coming. You know, fool me once, and uh, he didn't get fooled again. So he did a good job getting his paw on it and knocking it up in the air and at least... Um, not letting Ramsire get it in the open field to make a play. So the ball back to the Waynedale 20-yard line. Rittman moving backwards rather than forwards. And it's third down, 15 yards to go. Under 45 seconds left to go in the third. Evans with Kidd moving in motion to the line of scrimmage. Drops back. Evans looks over in the left-hand side. It is incomplete. Tried to get it to Todd Ramsire, and he threw it ahead of him. So it's fourth down, 15 yards to go, and the Indians will be forced to go for it with 36.9 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Bears on top of it, 31-7. to seven. And the last seven minutes of this third quarter have been played down at this end of the field. Rittman with two possessions and the Bears with one. Evans on fourth down and 15 yards to go with Ramsire behind him in the backfield. Evans will drop back, looking into the end zone. He's going to be hit. Looks to get a ball away, and he's going to be dropped. Sack on the play by Adam Mullen. Dropped him right at the 21-yard line, and the Bears will take over on downs. That was a nice uh, nice coverage sack there. So the Bears get it back. They were put in the hole. Rittman had it first and 10 at the Bears' 14-yard line. Moved backwards, and the Bears held them on downs. 31-7. 30.5 seconds to go in this third quarter, and the Bears get it back at their own 20-yard line to start this drive. Brevin Reby brings out Isaiah Menue, slot left. Titus Bixler, wide left. And I'm looking at that offensive line. I don't see Adam Mullet out there yet. 
at one of the lineman positions. Wing right is Antoine Lewis. Handoff up the middle goes to Reed Stanley. Reed Stanley presses 25 to the 30. He's going to be tripped up at the 35-yard line. They're knocking him down at the 38. 18 yards on the carry for Logan Stanley and a first down. Nice, uh, nice job by Logan to keep the legs moving and squirting through a little hole there and getting in the open field a little bit. So ball at the 37-yard line, first and 10 for the Bears. This could be the final play of the third quarter. 16 seconds left. Handoff goes to Reed Stanley off left tackle. He'll take it up close to the 40-yard line, and he'll be stopped there. Gain of about three on the carry for Reed, and that will do it here at the end of this third quarter of play. So we played three from Rittman, and Waynedale firmly in hand of this one. It's the Golden Bears 31 and Rittman 7. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Exceeding your expectations is what the Spidel Funeral Home strives for. Every day the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most. They've been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you and trust your family with their care. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Back at Ripman, Dave Mitchell with Patrick Mitchell as the Bears are leading this one 31-7 as we enter the fourth and final quarter of play. Bears will be going from right to left now across your computer screen. Brevin Reby with the football, second down, eight yards to go from the 40, throws it out into the flat, complete to Antoine Lewis to the 45, and he's hit out of bounds at the 47-yard line. So a gain of seven yards on that pass play. That is the eighth reception of the night for Antoine Lewis. And really the first time we've seen him in the second half. Third down, two yards to go for the Bears from the 46. Handoff goes to Reed Stanley. And Reed takes it into the center of the line near the first down, near the 48-yard line. And let's see, it's going to be close enough. I think they're going to have to measure. But the side judge is saying, nope, it is a first down. <laughs> and now the head official is going to say, nope, we're going to have to measure it. The side judge says, yep, it's a first down. The head official said, nope, we're going to measure it. Those guys aren't on the same page tonight. They have not been at all here this evening. Well, we're going to be giving away our Lem's Pizza start of the game. Boy, there's several bears that you could look at for this one here tonight. And they're going to string out the chains, and he does it's not have even it. close. <laughs> I don't know. That head official, maybe he should defer his decision making to the side judge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that would probably be a good idea. The way this one has gone tonight. First and ten for the Bears after that first down run by Reed Stanley. Ball resting at their own 48 yard line. We've just begun this fourth quarter of play. Bears on top of it 31 to 7. Reby. 
with Reed Stanley on his left-hand side. Throws it out in the flat, complete to Bixler, into Rittman territory, and he'll be taken down at the 48-yard line. Gain of four in that completion, and a nice hit by Manny Garza on Bixler. 226 yards unofficially. First catch of the night by Titus Bixler for Brevin Reby, who just continues to mount up the stats here this evening. Spidell out wide right, Bixler wide left. Reed Stanley in the backfield along with Brevin Reby out of the pistol. Hand off to Reed Stanley, right up the middle, across the 45, he's gone! 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Boy, he got into the clear and into the linebackers, and he took 53, or excuse me, 43 yards for the score, and the Bears are on top of it. A good, uh, nice hole up the middle, and as you said, got into the linebackers untouched, made one move, and, and he was gone. And uh, We know if he can get into the open field, he's, he's a fast enough kid that uh, more often than not, he's going to outrun everybody. And the Bears lead it 37-7 with 10.33 to go. Jarrett Wanzikin to attempt the extra point. Snap is high, but Reby gets it down, and the kick is up, and the kick is good. 10.33 left to go in this ballgame, and your score, Wayndale 38, Ritman 7. Great food and a relaxing atmosphere. A good time had by all. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg. Spend time with friends after the game. Enjoy the food where you can build your own burger, showing off your creativity. Or try the pulled pork or the brisket. And every Thursday night, the Fire and Ice Pub is the place to be for half-price wing night. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 11, closed on Mondays. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 92. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Three touchdowns tonight for Reed Stanley. Over 150 yards rushing. He has just had a monster evening. He has a, two weeks in a row. He's had a very good night. So Jarrett Wanzik will kick it off for the Bears. It's a high end over end kick that will be taken in by Manny Garza at the 25 to the 30. Out to the 35 and he's stacked up there by a host of Bears. Titus Bixler and Colton Purdy led the fray. And Rittman takes it over first and 10 from their own 35. You know, we talked about it earlier, Pat, when Reed had five or six carries for just 18 or 19 yards, and we said it's like Novocaine, just keep letting it go, and he'll slowly but surely take control, and boy, he has. Yeah, he's, uh, as we said, done a great job tonight, um, you know, getting into the open field and, and using his speed and uh, just making the most of his opportunities. So the ball at the 35-yard line. Evans, the quarterback, drops back, throws it into the flat, complete to Justin Kidd, but a flag down on the play, and a legal procedure called against Rittman. Illegal procedure against the Indians. I don't know. You've got to correct me if I'm wrong on this. Is that the first penalty against Rittman tonight? I think that's the second. They had the, the face mask. That's right. And they were on defense. 
So they've had two penalties here this evening while the Bears have just been racking them up. Obviously shows the, the great job that Levi Nelson is doing. Just two penalties, very disciplined team. Um, and, and he's turned things around over here. Back at the 30, handoff goes to Ramsire. Ramsire takes it across the 30, out to the 34-yard line. It's going to be stacked up. He keeps his legs moving, and the Bears finally put the finishing touches on the tackle to him. So a gain of, they'll call it three on the play for Ramsire. He's had 19 carries tonight, 73 yards. Nobody else has had more than two carries. Ball at the 34. He's had a lot of touches tonight. Second down, 12 yards to go for the Indians. Evans, the quarterback, drops back. He's going to throw it out of the flat. It is complete to Younts, and he's going to be hit behind and dropped by Isaiah Menue at the 37-yard line. So call it no gain on that play. And it'll bring up third down and about eight yards to go. That was the first pass catch of the night for Yance. Ball at the 37-yard line. 7.50 and running left to go in the ballgame. 38-7, Waynedale on top of it. Evans, the quarterback with Garza right behind him out of the pistol. Receivers out wide on both sides. Evans rolls out to his left. He's going to now cut it up the middle to the 40, to the 45, and he's going to step out of bounds in Waynedale territory at the 45-yard line. They'll mark him down there. So an 18-yard scamper by... Evans, that's his third carry of the night, longest carry of the evening for 18 yards, and it's first down for the Indians. And Wanzik really blew that play up as a pass play, and um, he got in there right away into the backfield, and Evans was able to scramble for the 18 yards. Evans out of the pistol, handoff goes to Ramsire up behind the left guard. He's going to be hit behind the line. Wanzik's really grabbing at the ball. Ramsire keeps dragging people forward. And that was actually uh, no name, Johnny 16. Was that Johnny 16? Yes, it was Johnny 16. Excuse me. So 16 picks up two yards, and it will be fourth, second down, and eight. Ben Farr on the tackle. And it will be second down, eight. Ball at the 43-yard line of Waynedale. And the clock continues to roll. Six minutes left to go in the game. Evans with receivers out wide on both sides. Now moving in motion to the far side is Kidd. Garza in the backfield. Hand off to Garza. Behind the left guard. He's going to take it right up the middle across the 40 and down to the Waynedale 37 yard line. Gain of four yards on that carry by Garza. His first carry of the night. We're seeing a lot of uh, clean white jerseys out there for the Bears defense now. Third down, two yards to go. Ball at the 36-yard line of Waynedale. Now Ramsire goes out wide right. McMillan is wide left. The Bears have really kept McMillan in check tonight. Moving in motion is Kidd. Handoff up the middle to Garza. He's going to be hit behind the line, and he's not going to get to the 35-yard line. He struggles forward. 
maybe got about a half a yard on the play, but that thing was blown up right away by Cole Geyser. And he made the tackle. No gain on the play, and it's fourth and a yard. Great play by Geyser to come in. And we've seen him a little bit throughout the year, but you know, really a good job by Cole, young, another young player for the Bears to get in there and, and break everything up. 4.50 left to go in this one. Rittman, fourth down, a yard to go. They need to get inside the Bears' 35-yard line. They're at the 36. Evans is going to drop back. He's going to throw the slant in. Incomplete knocked down by Austin Rogers again from that left linebacker position. And the Bears will take it over on downs here in this one. We have got four and a half minutes to go in the ballgame. Your score, it is Waynedale 38, Rittman 7. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek drive-thru has been serving the community from snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Waynedale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek drive-thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. So the Bears will take it over first and 10 at their own 35-yard line. And they will just try to run out the clock. Reby out of the pistol. He hands it off up the middle, and it goes to Logan Stanley, and Logan will take it out to the 37-yard line for a gain of two. Well, we're going to have a tough, tough decision tonight on the Lemps Pizza start of the game. 4-10 left to go in this one. And we'll probably see a pretty healthy dose of Logan Stanley here. Um, you know, don't really want to risk too much. You know, if, if Brevin's going to pass it, it's going to be something short, but probably, again, see a healthy dose of Logan Stanley to finish out this game. Well, Reed Stanley's not even in the game. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley again. He's going to be hit behind the line, but he spins forward out to the 38-yard line. Gain of maybe a yard on the play. And it will bring up third down and seven yards to go. Give him one yard on the carry. And now the Bears on the sideline. You can probably hear them. They're sending in most of the JV players and the freshmen. And the coaches have even left the box up here. And headed down to the sidelines. Bears going to win this one. They're on top of it, 38-7. 3.20 left to go in the ballgame. Purdy goes out wide right, wide left, Tuckerworth, and now a timeout called by the Bears, and we will take one also. So Waynedale uses their last timeout. 3.06 left to go in the ballgame, and your score. Waynedale 38, Ripman 7. Family-owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. Casa de Sassi's products are made to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. They offer granite, ledge stone, limestone, and more. But providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Call them today, 330-830-9760. 38 to 7, Waynedale on top of this one with under three minutes left to go. Actually, 3:06 left to go, and the Bears used their final timeout because there was confusion on offense on third and eight. Ball at the 37-yard line. Bears in their own territory, 
And right now all they're concerned about is just running the clock out. Brevin Reby in the backfield. He's got Austin Rogers back there with him. Handoff goes to Rogers. Rogers is going to take it off right tackle across near the 45 and out to the 49-yard line. Big run by Austin Rogers of nine yards on the carry and a first down for the Bears. He has just been outstanding tonight, both offensively and defensively. Yeah, I mean, really his first uh, action offensively, but as you said, defensively just been uh, doing a great job all night. So the Bears have it first and ten at their own 49-yard line. Reby looks at the back judge, trying to get as much time off the clock as he can. Two and a half minutes left to go. He's just standing there watching the back judge. Now he puts his hand in the air, and Reby will take the snap from center. Handoff goes on the left-hand side now to Rodgers again. Rodgers is going to drag forward and lose a yard on the play. Matt McMillan with the tackle. Purdy on the tackle for the Bears. And Tyler Gold, initial hit. Well, that was Austin Rodgers with the carry. And Rodgers, loss of a yard on the play. Reby's going to come out ball game. They're going to put in Derek Reber in at quarterback to finish this ball game. So Reber in to finish it off. 146 remaining in the ball game. Reber the quarterback. Not Reby, Reber. And he takes the snap. Handoff goes to Rogers. Rogers right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up at the line and down immediately. And that will bring up third down and 12 yards to go. Rogers with three carries here tonight, now for eight yards. Derek Reber is a freshman, 6'2", 150 pounds, number 25 on the back of his uniform. This is his first action at quarterback this year. And he will look at the back judge also. Reber, I can tell you right now, he needs to put on a little weight. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would he's going to keep that. the ball across midfield, and he's going to take it to the 49-yard line, gain a four on his first carry of, the, of his varsity career. Is there a flag down, too? Yeah, there's a flag down, too. So Reber with his first carry picked up three yards, and it's going to be a face mask, I believe. Yes, it is. Incidental face mask against Rittman. That's five yards. And that will send most of the Waynedale faithful to the exits. We're under 25 seconds to go. Bears don't even have to run another play, and that will be it. And the showdown at home next week, it'll be Smithville, and the Bears will go into it with a record of 6-3 and three on the year with a big win tonight over the Ritman Indians. Your final score here this evening, Waynedale 38, Ritman 7. The postgame show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by the Shout Brothers Farms, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Yoder Builders in Orville, call 684-1050. The Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. 
the Spidell Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi, call 330-830-9760. And by Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The post-game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The playoffs are on the line next Friday night as the Wayndale Golden Bears come home for the final regular season game. It's senior night as the Bears host the Smithville Smithies. Wayndale will need to stop the Smithies' potent running attack for a spot in postseason play. I'm Dave Mitchell. If you can't make the game, join Pat Mitchell and I on Ultimate Sports Talk, beginning with the pregame show at 6.30, the kickoff is at 7. And before that at 6, join us for Golden Bear Rewind, a portion of this game replayed. The playoffs are in sight. It's Smithville at Waynedale next Friday night, beginning at 6 and the kickoff at 7 on your internet sports station, UltimateSportsTalk.com. It's time for the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Show. Brought to you by Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg. Order now by calling 695-7111. Now let's go back to the field for a recap of tonight's game and the presentation of the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game. Back at Ripon High School where the final score here this evening, 38-7. Waynedale wins it. The Bears are now 6-3 overall on the year. They are 3-3 three three in conference play, while Ripon falls to 5-4 on the year, and they are 2-4 in conference play. Bears got off to a good start this evening. They were up 14-0 at the end of the first quarter and 24-7 at halftime. They led it at the end of three periods of play, 31-7, and added another touchdown towards the end of the game and won it by the final of 38-7. Reed Stanley, boy, Pat, when we've talked about it, talked about it, talked about it, but you can't talk about it enough because when you put him in this offense with the Bears fully healthy, the Bears' offense just achieves new levels. Yeah, we saw, obviously, at the beginning of the year, he, he wasn't as healthy um, Logan did a good job filling in for him, but we've seen him get better as the weeks have gone on. And if he's able to stay healthy, um, you know, obviously the past two weeks the Bears have put up big numbers, and uh, defensively they were great tonight. So if they can continue to put up the big numbers and figure everything out defensively, um, they may be able to make some noise. And they did this this evening, put up 38 points without Nick Strasbaugh which was something they were unable to do against Northwestern when they, they played without Nick. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of see um, the Northwestern game, how important he is to the team. And then going throughout this game after he went out in that first quarter uh, into the second quarter when, he had, when we had 17, we were kind of stuck on that for a while. And, you know, shows his importance to the team, but everybody stepped it up and, and kind of got that out of their minds, and they were able to... Um, fill in for him and, and what he does and get a, a very nice victory tonight. So Reed Stanley with three touchdowns tonight. Tristan Anderson with one. He he added a touchdown on a blocked field goal return. 62 yards for that touchdown. Or was it 68? I don't remember now. It was 68 or 62. Um, nonetheless, the Bears end up winning this ball game by a final of 38-7. to And they're now 6-3 and overall on the year. And they come home to face Smithville in the final game of the year. Now, the last we knew, it was Hillsdale and Chippewa 10-10 at halftime, and we have not gotten any scores as of 
yet from that game after halftime. But we're going to continue to try to get one, and we will do that when our Lem's Pizza start of the game postgame show continues after this timeout. At Lem's Pizza in Fredericksburg, you get a pizza you won't get anywhere else. There's a reason we've been in business since 1996. We use the finest ingredients combined with friendly hometown service. We not only offer pizza, but great subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. Eat in or carry out. Lem's Pizza. Open for lunch every day at 10.30 and Sundays at 2. And we're open until 9 on Sunday through Thursday, until 10, Friday and Saturday. It's not just pizza, it's Lem's Pizza on the square of Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, 695-7111. Wayne Dale wins it here tonight over the Rittman Indians. And I don't know, you said Rittman, uh, Chippewa might be losing. Why? Uh, their athletic site, um, their Twitter page isn't updating anything. So, um, you know, maybe that's not a good sign for them. Could be. Well, if... That just make it, I'm thinking, and I've got to believe, that if Hillsdale wins tonight, that clinch is a playoff berth for the Bears. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, even if they don't win tonight, I think it still may cl- clinch a berth for the Bears. Um, but, you know, we'll see how everything pans out. Well, let's take a look at the stat story for tonight's game before we get to our Lem's Pizza start of the game. And here with the stats is Patrick. Uh, we'll start with Ripman, 184 yards of total offense, 93 through the air, 91 on the ground, uh, four penalties for 35 yards, eight first downs, three on the ground, four in the air, one through penalty. Matt Evans, 10 for 20 for 93 yards. Todd Ramsire, 19 carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Matt Evans had four carries for 25 yards. Todd Ramsire led the way uh, in receiving four catches for 45 yards. Tristan Kidd as well, four catches for 43 yards. Switching over to Waynedale, 450 yards of total offense, 59 plays, 7.6 yards per play, 223 in the air, 227 on the ground, six penalties for 55 yards, 15 first downs for the Bears, eight rushing, six passing, one penalty, four turnovers for the Bears tonight, three fumbles lost, and one interception. Brevin Ruby, 14 for 20 for 223 yards and one interception. Reed Stanley, 20 carries, 170 yards, three touchdowns. Excuse us. Uh, Logan Stanley, seven carries for 24 yards. Brevin Ruby, six carries for 12 yards. Antoine Lewis led the way catching, uh, receiving eight catches for 104 yards. So the Bears win it by a final score here tonight of 38-7. to We'll give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game. We'll do that right after this final timeout. Tired of the same old national pizza chains? Try Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg, sponsor of tonight's star of the game. Locally owned and operated since 1996, Lem's Pizza offers the best in pizza, subs, wings, and now 24 flavors of ice cream. From the beginning, Lem's Pizza has strived to provide a high-quality product combined with great, friendly, hometown customer service. Delivering value every time with a hometown personal touch. Lem's Pizza is a proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like us on Facebook. Order now by calling 695-7111. So back at Ritman High School where the Bears have won this one by a final score of 38-7. to And we are going to... Boy, there are just several players that you could give it out to tonight the Lem's Pizza star of the game you could go as far as Reed Stanley is concerned you could go Brevin Reby you could go Antoine Lewis 
you know, we we like to spread around the start of the game as much as we possibly can. And tonight, after looking at what happened and transpired in this ball game, and Reed Stanley win, winning the award last week uh, with his performance, the Lem's Pizza start of the game, we've decided to give it tonight to Tristan Anderson, uh, the senior. Had the uh, big uh, touchdown, I believe, I think it was 76 yards um, on the uh, blocked field goal and ran it back for the touchdown. <clears throat> and uh, just made some big plays defensively tonight. And, you know, it's the left, left tackle on the offensive line, so he anchored the line. Um, and, and just a, a great game tonight for the senior. So we're going to give the award to Tristan Anderson for tonight's performance. Reed Stanley had three touchdowns. He's down on the field right now being interviewed by Randy Worrell of the Daily Record, so you can see Reed's comments after tonight's game on tomorrow's morning newspaper. But Tristan Anderson is our Lem's Pizza star of the game here this evening with his blocked field goal and return for the touchdown. You don't see many offensive or defensive linemen do that, so we're going to give the award to Tristan here this evening for that. As the Bears now are 6-3 and three overall, 3-3 three and three in conference play. Any updates? Uh, Chippewa ended up winning that ball game 31 to 17. Well, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that, that could have put the Bears, well, you know, even this victory tonight could put the Bears into the playoffs. We'll check Joe Idle's site tomorrow morning and see just where the Bears are going to be situated. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. And uh, when you, you know, you've got a team that's contending every week, um, it's it's fun to check and see what's going on. Absolutely. So we'll be on the air next week with Smithville. It's the Smithies and the Bears are, you know, they've done a better job the, the past few weeks, Pat, of tackling, but they're going to really have to be secure in their tackling next week with, with Lineker and Tipple. Yeah, they'll, they'll work on being physical this week in practice and wrapping up and going for the legs and, um, you know, come in ready to play. Any final thoughts on this one? It's a good win. It's a big win. Big win for the Bears. They're now 6-3 and three overall. Ripman now falls to 5-4 and four on the season, but they've had a successful year also. They're going to end up uh, their season next week on the road, and the Bears will end up at home with Smithville. We'll be on the air with the pregame show next week at 6.30. Golden Bear Rewind, a portion of this game replayed, will be at 6, and the kickoff next week at 7 o'clock for senior night from Waynedale High School. Our thanks to Joe Staley, the athletic director of Ritman High, and Levi Nelson, the head football coach over here at Ritman. Also, our thanks to Sid Klein, the girls' basketball coach at Waynedale, for being our halftime guest, to Chris Lapish, the athletic director at Waynedale, Matt Zerker, of course, and the entire Golden Bears coaching staff. But most of all, our thanks to you for listening. For Patrick Mitchell, I'm Dave Mitchell. Once again, your final score here this evening from Ritman. It was the Waynedale Golden Bears, 38. Ritman 7. Until next week against Smithville. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Show. Brought to you after each and every game by Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg. Order now by calling 695-7111. Join us next time for Waynedale Golden Bears football. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk internet radio presentation.